Could she really be here, waiting for me? Hello and welcome back to Core. This is Core, where we talk about video games, ranging from big movements on the top all the way down to the things we're playing. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and this is episode 337. Uh, how are you guys doing? You guys all right? I'm chilling. I'm just chilling. I'm fine. Should I? Yeah, should the room's starting to sway a little? Doing? I should probably doing? tell the world. So I told the pre-show, but I'll tell you guys. I, I took a muscle relaxant for a bad back uh, before the show. That may have been a mistake because I'm feeling really out of it. But you know what? Is I it really a mistake to party? Come on now. <laughs> well, that's just the. I need. That's the attitude I need to have, right? I need to look at this as like, yeah, man, this is going to be a good time. You two can anchor me in case I oh, go yeah, astray. Yeah. It'll be fine. Um, what, we, what I love is that you are the captain of this show. <laughs> I mean, the captain. I think the captain will get fired if he if he takes illicit material. I t- these are prescribed by a doctor. These aren't like you know. I didn't go wrestle through the neighbor's freaking opioid pockets or anything. That's that's why you want stalwart uh, crew, uh, yeah. loyal crew, right? That's right. You know, like what happens out on the high seas, the people back on land don't understand. All right. Well, if one of you has to take over mid-show, I, d- I dare you to look in the camera and say, "Look at me! Look at me! I'm the captain now." Do that. Just thinking, that. I was going to say, if we needed to take over, we will just say, "Look at me! Look at me! I'm the captain." Now. It's one of those movies I have zero. I have not seen Captain Phillips, <laughs> but I know I the it reference. The it's impossible I not. It, I yeah. say it a stupid amount of times for the fact that I've never seen the movie. Yeah. So anyway, what are you going to do? Is that the Tom Hanks joint? Yes. I I don't know the reference. Thomas Hanks. He's in that. It's a real story based on true events where Captain Phillips' ship was taken over by a bunch of pirates from somewhere, Haiti or somewhere. It was Nigeria, uh, I think. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And there's a great great moment where a dude looks at Tom Hanks and says, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now. So that's just Uh the thing you hear now. You just hear it all the time. You know what else you hear about? Stuff going on in the uh, the game business. Let's find out what that is. Yep, that sound means it's time to talk about that. So for some reason, Konami's been sitting on Silent Hill for like 20 years doing nothing with it. And then they decided one day in October of 2022 to just shit the entire thing out at once. Uh, I don't know why, but that's what they did. As John wrote in here, zero to 60 on Silent Hill. I, I agree. They went uh, they went kind of bonkers. Let's talk about what they showed and whether we care or not. Um, one of us, John in particular, is a huge Resident Evil fan. You played yep. them all and would play them again, probably, if asked. I, I probably will. Yep. I, I'll play through all of Resident Evil 2 Remake, that not even just 50% like you. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, but I don't actually agree. I take back my yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what, is, what is Dead May Never Die? Yeah, that's right. I played until those credits ran. That's an end. Anyway, so uh, back, to the, back to reality. Uh, this isn't that, obviously. It's not a Resident Evil or Capcom event. This is Konami deciding that they know best when it comes to presser events. And they decided to have a 42-minute event about what they're going to be doing with upcoming games. And I said games with an S. That's right. We'll talk about that in a second for Silent Hill. And then they squeezed the cool bits like trailers in the middle of some of the worst, most boring presentation I've ever seen in my entire life. So I just want to get that out of the way. I think Konami doesn't know how to do this. They've been too much time in the pachinko parlors, making big pachinko money, telling uh, what's his name to take off. No more Metal Gear Solid games. 
Uh, we're going to just focus on pachinko and health centers or whatever it is in Japan. Now all that stuff's kind of not panning out. Pandemic kind of wrecked both of them a little bit for them. So they're back to their IPs and they don't know how to present. All right. <laughs> they don't. They don't know how. I'm excited about these games, but the way they presented it was terrible. It was awful. It was just bad. It was bad. They thought they knew what they were doing. They didn't. It was bad. So take that for what you will. I guess they were copying Zuckerberg. I didn't watch it, but, you know. Kind of, yeah. They're, not, they're yeah. not the only ones to do a bad presentation recently. It was like a bad. This Silent te- Hill has legs. <laughs> <laughs> it just was too much. They could have done so much more. This is one of those, uh, this meeting could have been a phone call kind of things. It just could have been trailers and some brief well, That's why I stuff. didn't watch it because the way you linked it, you're like, oh, it's new Silent Hill. And I'm like 45 minutes. Yeah. I, and I was like, I didn't realize it was a direct. Yeah. Basically, it's basically a like, direct. Oh. Yeah. Well, direct for all of the Silent Hill games, and you're thinking to yourselves, wait a minute, what? We've gone this long. We've droughted ourselves from the Silent Hill series, and now suddenly what we get? Okay, here's what we get. A complete remake of Silent Hill 2, and they ran a trailer for this. Um, that looks good. Um, I can't tell. I think that's in-game stuff, some of it anyway, uh, best I can tell. But that looked all right and uh, sounded good and you know had had what you want. You got the, the weird pyramid head dude in it and... Uh, scary oh, yeah, guy Miguel like Head, eh? yeah he freaks me out him and the nurses I don't like any of that they scare, they scare the bejesus out of me you know a little bit of history real quick Silent Hill still stands as the game that I think ruined me for horror games that made it all harder from then on because prior to this I could play Resident Evil and not freak out I could play other games uh, what was the scissor ones with the girl and the scissors uh, uh, clock tower clock tower uh, another yeah. scary game, but I could do those. Along comes Silent Hill for the PlayStation 1, and I got so scared playing it, I threw the controller down, threw the disc on the carpet, left the lights on, got in bed, told Kim to take care of the dogs. Like, I couldn't do it. I freaking couldn't do it. It was so bad. <laughs> take care of the dogs. I'm too scared. Yeah, I really was. I said, I can't do this. It's so bad. I couldn't turn off any lights. I'm like, oh, the whole house is on. You're going to have to go turn all that off before we go to bed. That's, I think, what did it. So now when I play a scary game, it's just horrifying and awful, and it's that game's fault. So in a way, I respect it because it's like, Silent Hill, you bastard, you're back. You're going to get back into my life somehow because you know what will happen. Someone will buy it and say, well, now you have to play it, Scott, and then John will be there with me, and it'll be a night. It'll be terrible. (laughs) Um, But anyway, we just haven't had anything, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, we're remaking uh, Silent Hill 2 with the Bloober team. Yeah, the Bloober team. Yep. You know them from such hits as... Hold on. You actually really like a game of theirs. I know. I can't remember what it is, though. Um, it's called... I always mix it up with another one. Uh, oh, Observer. Uh, Observer. Yeah. Observer. That game is cool. Yeah. The Rutger-Hauer joint. Yeah, he put in a horrible performance and was old. <laughs> yes, he, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did not put in a like Tears in the Rain performance absolutely the game itself was quite cool um i liked it a lot it was scary though but they were known for layers of fear observer blair witch they did a blair witch adaptation and the medium uh which came out in 2021 it was a early game pass game actually for uh, the new consoles anyway uh they're doing it i think they're actually suited for this so yeah they've got good chops i think layers of fear is actually very good yeah um and Silent Hill 2 avoids some of the issues I have with Silent Hill as a property. So I'm excited to get, uh, you know, I'm excited to play. It's been a long time since I played Silent Hill 2. I probably played it, you know, around the time it came out and then haven't touched it since. So 
it'll be fun to get back to it. But I, I can't help but feel, and this is kind of my broad feeling on Konami suddenly coming out with a bunch of Silent Hill stuff. So mm. I am very hesitant about all of this. Like, and the the analogy that I've been using is this. When when we played PT yeah. and the whole thing was revealed to be Silent Hills, big Kojima thing, and then that got canceled, and then Konami was like, We're not making video games anymore. We're done. Yeah. Get out you of know, here, uh, whole teams. Like they fired a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that almost was akin to a breakup. It's like, you know, we're done. We're done. We're not, yeah. we're not together anymore. It's over. And this announcement, I would say, in that same analogy is akin to then getting a text from the person who broke up with you going, what you doing? <laughs> you want to, you want to hook up? And, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Why are you talking to me? We had a nasty breakup. We're mad at each other. We're not on speaking terms. Why do you want to know what I'm doing? What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? You know, what's your goal here? And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that if these games come out and they get awesome reviews and you know, they, they seem great. I'm not going to play them. It's not a moral stance, but there's definitely this weird hesitation of like, no, wait a minute. You showed us something really cool and then canceled it. And then even said it, you even went so far as to where if I try to download PT because I deleted it from my PlayStation, you won't let me. Yeah. And there's no reason for that. Like, forget the fact, okay, Kojima's gone. You're not going to ever be able to make the Silent Hills game we thought we wanted. Right. You're not even going to let me download the stupid demo, which was genuinely good and and scary. And I think that kind of sucks. Yeah. So... I, I do have a bit of hesitation when it comes to Konami jumping back in the pool and being like, sup gamers, let's get back to work. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that a little bit. Um, the, uh, the funny thing about PT, which I always love this about the internet and the world and gamers, they figure out a way, you know, life finds a way. So somebody remade that in unreal engine, like frame for frame, it looks the same. Yeah, um, I think even the source codes out there somewhere because someone got it somehow. They're not supposed to have it. Super secrety stuff going on. Weird. Yeah, it's like how Ryan Reynolds didn't leak the Deadpool uh, concept that yeah. got sent out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, sure it happens. Him. It happens. Never trust him. Just kidding. He's fine. He's a good guy. Best I can tell. Also very handsome. Anyway, shut up, pill. Let's move on. Here's uh oh uh what else okay so Silent Hill two right they ran the trailer yeah. there you go number number two oh Bo any any thoughts to this point sorry I didn't mean to no I haven't watched I don't have anything to contribute okay uh, I just want to make sure if you got Konami business and you're yeah. not really into horror games anyway right not really your thing no okay. no I mean if it's good I like Dead Space I'll be playing that oh yeah so. Dead Space yeah I don't like current day horror games yeah They're very limited interest wise do the Resident Evils ever do anything for you I mean they used to but I'm lots of games not very interesting well the good news is go to a cottage or some castle and just translate like it's just not for me sure sure no i get it uh soma and the amnesia games all showed up on game pass this week the answer is no okay no i already did soma i did that on i was gonna say didn't you already play some of these i did soma but i have not done amnesia because i saw some video of someone else doing amnesia and that's a whole nother level of i don't ever want to do that that looked really 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 freaky like, I don't even, oh, I don't think I can do it. Someone would have to really, somebody would have to really convince me with, you know, I don't know, cash. He'd have to give me cash, I think. 
Anyway, uh, let's move on. The closest Scott gets to panhandling <laughs> is like to scare him. He's just like, hey, you want to see me scared? I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Maybe I'll do an OnlyFans. I'll do an OnlyFans that is just me playing horror games, but for you know big OnlyFans money. So I'll be mm-hmm. surrounded. Like if you if you see me as an infographic, I'm the little dope guy, dopey guy in the middle doing his stupid videos about you know scary video games, and then thousands of naked people all around me. Yeah, because that's all you'd have on there except for me doing doing that. I assume somebody else does something on OnlyFans that isn't. Uh, porn or sex work, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people like because that's my first thought is like, oh, it'd be really funny to do one. And that, but like, what would I put up there? Yeah, I almost did cameos. We should do cameos. The core, the core hosts do cameos. You know, the cameo yeah, we thing. Should. Yeah, yeah, I know what cameos are. Yeah, um, <laughs> I almost signed up once for just for laughs, but I didn't do it. You I'm should. sure you'd get some. I don't think we'd, we'd probably get a few pity ones. Oh, are you I'm kidding, sure. dude? Somebody having you go, um, let's see. Captain, we're under attack. On like in li- live to them. And instead of captain, it's <laughs> William Johnson of Ohio. It's very flattering. But I feel like part of the deal with Cameo is it's like, you'll never believe what I got. I got this celebrity <laughs> to make it. Th- everyone's like, who is this 40 year old? You know, guy like that. They'll, you have some recognition. I don't think John or I have it on the same level. Well, but, I know you, know, you guys still make an account. I guess within the core community, people uh, lavish you both with praise. So I think maybe they do, and they they're generous and wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah now it'll just grow. Uh, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm just, I'm just, my, I'm, I think about. I just try to be realistic and not inflate my. If I go in expecting like to make five thousand dollars from hundreds of requests, you know that's not going to be a thing. Maybe I'll get a couple. No, you can go in fun. with the expectation to to have to go like Captain, give Toby a birthday snack, <laughs> and then like Happy birthday from Core. Like you do one or two of those. Why Toby? Yeah. What's Toby? What's why did that? Why is that the name? You he's he's getting the cameo. It's Toby's oh, birthday. It's Toby's birthday. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, this my my mother is a big fan of your show. It's her birthday. I want to get her something nice. Yeah. Her, her name is Grandma. <laughs> it's time for a birthday cake or something like that. You know, I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, now I want us to do this. Now it's a mandate. Anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, I want this. Guy. If I ever paid for a cameo, though, here's what I'd want. I want the voice actor that did this. I want that guy. Do you think he's he's around somewhere? Now there's a cameo. You just get that. And then at the end, he just goes, yeah, have a happy birthday. Yeah. Yes. You got to have all the echo and stuff, though. It's not as cool without it. Otherwise, it just sounds stupid. But that's uh, from Sekiro, Only Monkeys Die Twice, or whatever that's called. All right, moving on. Uh, where are we? Oh, uh, oh, Silent Hill. New sequel to Silent Hill movie. Uh, Return to Silent Hill, they're going to call it. It's based on the Silent Hill 2 game. And a lot of people like that original Silent Hill film treatment. And it's the same director. So if you're those people and you already liked what he did there. <laughs> We're doing it again. More of that. I've actually heard good things, but I've always been afraid to watch it. I watched the first one. I don't think I watched the second one. Oh, was there um, two the of these? Was, I only thought there was one. Okay. The the first one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the so the real thing about Silent Hill, we're going to get into some nitty gritty picking here. Yeah. Silent Hill is a cool concept because the whole idea is that the town is a reflection of your inner ter- turmoil mm-hmm. and like should be. Yeah. The problem is Silent Hill got very popular for certain key things very early on. 
And then those got locked in and expected to be a part of it. So like Pyramid Head was supposed to be just an enemy for Silent Hill 2 because yeah. it fits the main character and what he's brought to the town. Yeah. But then everybody loves Pyramid Head. So now Pyramid Head has to be in the movie and Pyramid has to be in three and Pyramid has to be in all of these. Yeah. And it doesn't actually make any sense because now they've filled out, you know, like popular characters. Same with the nurses. Like, oh, it's all about sexy nurses in Silent Hill. Well, it's not supposed to be. It's yeah. supposed to be a reflection of the person that's like in the town. Right. And what they occupy it with. Right. And I think that it's unfortunate I think that concept is more interesting than, well, here's your obligatory nurses. Here's your obligatory pyramid head. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it is it, it is what it is. It's fine. It, it, it's fine yeah. what it has become. But I am I do get a little sour that they didn't stick with the original concept because it's cool. Although one of the things Silent Hill F looks like it is kind of doing that because it looks so different than everything else. That is true. Um, let's talk about that one next. So they're making three games in addition to this remake, this ground uh, floor to, to top remake of Silent Hill 2. They're making a game called Silent Hill F that John just re uh, mentioned. Uh, it is set in 1960s Japan and is a narrative-driven spinoff is the way it's being described. I don't know what that means. Lots of dialogue. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. That looks interesting. The art style on it looks pretty rad. Um, I don't know how I feel about that one. How do you feel about yeah. that? Yeah, you think hard to good? say uh, what it's going to end up being. But apparently, the writer has some genuinely, you know, like some really good chops. Is well known for it. And then, uh, you know, like I said, it it seems like something different. It's not just here's super foggy town with pyramid head and sex nurses like. <laughs> Man, your back-of-the-box description is epic. That's really a strong one. <laughs> yeah, come to Silent Hill. We got pyramid heads and sex nurses. Yeah, makes sense to me. Um, yeah, and it's definitely got more of a Japanese bent to it, which uh, visually anyway, and it's set in Japan, so you can't, you can't really take the Japan out of it. I really like the idea of whatever this is going to be, so more of that. Um, they're also working on one called Townfall. Silent Hill Townfall. <laughs> it's a new spinoff developed by Co No Code Studios. Again, narrative-driven, unknown otherwise. We don't know jack about it other than they show like a little teasery image, and that's it. So there's another game. Then we got one more called Silent Hill Ascension, and this has interesting potential. Maybe. It's a little gimmicky, so probably ain't going to work the way people hope. But here's, here's the way it was described on IGN today. Potentially the most unique announcement from the transmission today, which is what they called this, by the way, the transmission. You know, because the little radio and it's, you know. Oh, I get it. Yeah, because yeah, the radio. It was annoying. In fact, I sent you guys a, <laughs> we're going to play these people. There is basically a podcast that covers all things uh, Silent Hill. My favorite part of the whole thing is when they're standing completely still with their hands in front of them and they say. Welcome to Silent Hill Transmission, the show that keeps you informed about Silent Hill. So good, man. Just yep. Nothing makes me feel more like we're in the world of Silent Hill than welcome to Silent Hill Transmission while an upbeat guitar plays in the background. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, it's real weird, but anyway, uh, what was my point after that? <laughs> Things really kicking in. Oh, um, Ascension. So here's the deal. They announced this thing will be an immersive project where participants around the world will control the characters in a new Silent Hill story. Basically, a let's play Pokemon version of the new Silent Hill story that will be in, uh, live in five multiple platforms. 
Uh, Silent Hill Ascension is a collaboration between Genvid Entertainment, Bad Robot Games, Behavioral Interactive, and DJ2 Entertainment. I don't know why any of that matters. Uh, but it sounds like it's like a, I don't know, like crowd-sourced adventure or something? I don't know. As soon as you start telling me who all is working on a thing, like <laughs> and how it's going to transcend gaming, I unplug. Yeah. This is very rarely does it ever work. And when it does, you're you'll be there for it when it happens, right? Yeah, I'll know it when I see it. You'll know yeah. when you see it and or if it's all bullshit that's being shoved down your throat. Uh, I get it. I kind of respect that. Uh but, oh geez, both hair is awesome right now. What happened? Oh, there we go. That's good. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> just taking it out. <laughs> also, I'm going to I'm going to say this, and maybe this is the biggest testament. This is going to make Silent Hill fans angry. I'm sorry Silent Hill fans. Uh-oh. You've been through enough. What he's about um, to say is to turn the whole world all rusty and gross and uh wet uh instead of the nice clean version of the world that we have now. Well, John's about to flip it. There's two things. Yeah, there's two things. One, uh this is a lot of announcements. None of them is PT uh or Silent Hills for that matter. Um not that I'm still sour about it, but you know, but the biggest thing is, is like, honestly, Scott, and, and this is, I'm sorry, Silent Hill fans. Bo linked the trailer to the Resident Evil 4 remake. Yeah, breaking While news. we were talking about Silent Hill. Really? As of an hour and ago. It immediately yeah. made me stop caring about any of this 100%. And I've just been watching that this whole time. Okay, I hadn't seen this. So this is Resident yeah, Evil. I posted a Discord. It's as fresh as 30 minutes to an hour okay, ago. Okay, so this is a re- remake, right? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to, um, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to watch it live on the show with the listeners, and I'm going to pause the YouTube because they'll get mad when I repost this stuff. So, burnt. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Live, folks, you can watch this in the show. Obviously, at home, you can hear this. Let's play the trailer. The world premiere. This just dropped, everybody. Boy, what a thing to do on a day that you... You had your big competition doing their thing. Anyway, here we go. Say, world premiere. Oh, there we go. Got to un- unmute it. Get a I like Resident Evil 4 so much, you guys. I'm so excited for this. I mean, I played Resident Evil 4. It's a good one. Like, It's great. It's one of the best. I played it on the... I don't think I'll play this, but I'm still curious what it'll look like. Yeah. All right, so we got it. Uh, we got your dude, Leon S. Kennedy, I guess that is. Yep. Now working for You're the president. Looking for someone. So this is a complete remake, right? They're starting over. Maybe some missing senorita. Oh my gosh, this is a, this Ashley, is redone. Where are you? This looks so much better. Okay. Your soul requires cleansing. Yeah, that's what you do. Oh. Ashley Graham, are you in here? Yeah. Just let me go. Listen, anime girl. You're gonna get clobbered, Leon. Yeah, look out, buddy. What is that? That's Zambies. What do we do. It's a house. Uh, we need to go. Guy from Diablo 4. I'm gonna get you home safe. You can stop right there. Ada. That's some great <laughs> acting. That here. Yeah. You My can stop right there. Show. That was a weird read. Yeah. Ashley, run! The entire world shall overflow with these grains. What's happening to me? <laughs> oh no, there's blood now. Abandon yep. your body. Leads a girl. She's lost no matter what. <laughs> she sucks. Who's doing her voice? She's bad. 
Oh, you could be kidding me. Leon, I've seen you like this before, but Resident Evil 4 Remake from the ground up. Okay. Well, anyway, that's your that's your trailer. Is that exciting to you, John? You're, it's all good? Yes. I'm yeah. very excited. This is so <laughs> it really did have the effect of like Sort of erasing all this stuff, like you don't. Yeah, care. I just stopped caring. I was like, I still, to be clear, I am still interested in Silent Hill too. I know that one's a classic. Um, I and you know, we'll see about all the. Yeah, other they stuff. may not release at the same time, and you'll have time for all of it. Yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah, there's no, there's no rule that says you only get to pick one. No, uh, as much as society wants you to believe but that, you can play both like games. It was or such none a scoop. Them. I didn't want us to miss it. No, I'm glad you. But, I'm glad you got it. That's awesome. But literally, my excitement was 100% just redirected. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Because, you know, this is the continuation of they're kind of the, like these remake games are kind of become their own series in and of themselves. And they're incredibly you know? done. Like, they're not crap. They're good. Yeah. Really good. I love this. That's what they're going to do here. You know, they are. Even though, obviously, for being a 3D first person or third person a uh, fully 3D realized game without tank controls, all those changes that happen, that exists. Um, but I feel like these fresher takes just take everything we know and have learned and tech and stuff, all the things that have changed, and just make these better, not worse or yeah. you know, more playable. I love it. They do need to do the same treatment with Code Veronica, though. I feel like Code Veronica is like the forgotten... I love that game. Like... If there's some really cool stuff in there. There's some bad stuff. I mean, you mm-hmm. want to talk about bad voice acting as much as we're making fun of Ada in this trailer for being a little rough. Mm-hmm. Don't ever forget Steve from Code Veronica and when he and win. That guy was a real problem. Forgot about it. Um, but, you know, we, we we should get a remake of that. That game deserves a remake. I would absolutely play a Code Veronica remake. I loved the first game. I played it on my Dreamcast. I think it was a launch game. I bought yeah. it with my Dreamcast. Um, and if they could do this treatment to it, I'd be all in. That'd be great. And you know what? They've proven themselves. Like, this is now a known quantity. But Capcom doesn't half-ass these remakes, which really surprised me. Uh, honestly. Like, when I played 2, it was I guess 2 was the first remake I played, and you were there. Yeah. That was mind-blowingly <laughs> cool, how they took what used to be this kind of ugly, half-top-down terrible camera tank control thing we were all okay with in 1997 but you know tastes have changed and they somehow made that all work even though i was terrified half the time it's pretty great that second disc who even knows what i missed on there probably yeah, a lot of the who knows? probably the same missions you know with the same just no, with a lady it's different yeah you know, we do it's, it's different. entirely different yeah because yeah, it has well, a lady it. yeah, yeah it's a hundred percent different yeah. at this point i know you're not gonna play it so i can just outright lie to you it is a hundred percent different. <laughs> well i already know from back in the day even that that was true but you know there were some differences but it was really like a new game plus is how it performs no yeah. no new game no. plus existed <laughs> Okay, hold on. This is the second time I've had to explain this today. This is this is weird. Okay. There are four things in that game. Yeah. There, there are four modes. Yeah. Now, you only have to beat two of them to have beaten the game. Yep. But there is what happens if Leon goes first, what happens if Claire goes first. That is like what you're talking about, New Game Plus, slightly different. Right. But there is also a B scenario, which is what happens from a different perspective while whatever you were doing the first time around, this is what was happening elsewhere. That is a different game in the same setting. 
if you told me that it was from the perspective of a B, actual B, an actual B, <laughs> then I would play that game again. Totally. Here, the whole thing's told from the perspective of a bee that was in all the rooms that you didn't notice. That There's a game. I'll play that. But you meet entirely different characters and you go entirely different places. Yeah, and I don't disbelieve you. I just think it's weird you're on credits before that. That's all. You know? Is that DLC? Well, yeah, Is it because uh, they want you to feel like you <laughs> accomplished half of something and you should be proud <laughs> But of no it. other game runs credits at the half point. I don't think that yeah, works. The, sure, the credits are weird. Yeah, right? But, yeah. you know, it was 19. There were they're trying to be, you know, sometimes games try to be innovative and then they end up being. So you're saying in this 2018 or whatever it was, remake 2019, they were, they wanted to reproduce that as well. Because you beat it. You beat the game. 50% of the game. Yeah, but no, no other no, game. No. Usually you run credits after the full campaign content. Is yes, done. correct. But I was there's, right. There's two games. You beat the first one. <laughs> no. No, see now that mm, <laughs> if your claim is, there a is disclaimer somewhere saying, by the way, you've only fit, played half the yeah, game. Yeah, it happens at the end. No, why well, in the credits? End of the credits? Yeah, post credits. Yeah. It tells you to play through the other scenario to see the true ending. Oh, oh, to see the true ending. So it's a bait and switch. Hey, this ending you think you got didn't really happen. Go well, do I the think, true yeah, ending. Everyone who plays think- it is happy to have fifty percent more game. Well, didn't you think it ended a little weird and abrupt? Yeah, I did. But I'm used to that from a from video games, generally speaking, and also Japanese video games tend to end abruptly for me. All right, let's talk dollars. How much money is it going to take <laughs> to get you to finish Resident Evil Two? We already, you know, we've already established that if I'm playing that that uh, Amnesia game, it's going to cost people. Um, no, I, you know, look, I, I would consider it for next Halloween. I'll consider it. Oh, look at that. Yep. I'm oh, committing so this much. Weeks. No, sorry. Yeah. Halloween after next. Soon. Halloween it's after very, this very one. Soon. Next one. <laughs> Halloween 2024, three rather. What year is it? <laughs> yeah. 2023 <laughs> is the year that we'll all sit down or we'll sit down again and I'll play the the remaining half. I still have, I think it's installed. I didn't even uninstall we'll all, it. We'll all forgotten by then. That's that's the move. Oh, but the fans won't. They right John won't actually John won't forget. Well, you and I'll forget. John, I don't think will. But. Yeah, I'll set a I'll set a reminder with Siri. I'll tell her to schedule it. <laughs> and then your Alexa will pipe in. Cancel. Yeah. I did it again. <laughs> I shouldn't have one in here with me. Um, okay. Well, there's the, there's your big news across the survival horror genre. How perfect to have a week before Halloween. I love it. Uh, let's move on, though, because the Sims uh, Sims 5 is probably underway. And so Sims 4 is now free to play, no matter who you are. Uh, it doesn't. Awesome. I don't know that. See, that game's not monetized for free to play. I think this is just them saying, hey. Hey, player base, go for it until we're ready with five. No, I think it's to the brim with microtransactions. Did they redo it? All the t-shirts and all the items. It's monetized through a insane amount of expansions. Yeah. There there is a a insane amount of expansions to the Sims 4. uh, I'm just going to look on Steam. Let's see how many expansions there are. 59. 59 expansions. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. That's where they get I mean, some of them are tiny content, but like... I'll read the top ones. Uh, the Sims 4 first fits kit for six bucks. Uh, high school years expansion pack for $54.99. Cats and dogs, $54.99 on sale for half price. This is Canadian. Well, here's prices. the here's the real total that's oh a, that's God. really yeah, nine hundred and twelve. Oh yeah, oh, you say it. Go ahead. If <laughs> if you and right now keep in mind that 
a vast majority of these items are on sale at either 50 or 30% off. Uh-huh. And if you add all the DLC to your cart for the free game, right? Yeah. This it's going to cost you $641.42. It's a super free to play. So that makes me think that by going free to play, which I don't think will, I think they're, you know what I'll bet this is, and they don't get into it here, but I think it's just the base game. It's no, yes. it's no other content. So right. John's right. The way they monetize this thing is they go, I want pets. I want an Apple store or whatever that thing is. I saw once um, <laughs> an Apple store. it was like that. It was like a big fake Apple store that somebody had in their Sims. And I can't remember who, what the deal was, but anyway, if they want to do all that, then they go spend money there. It hurts them. Not at all to make the, this is like world of Warcraft. Just make the base game free. And then how they monetize it is already happening. And is then free to play now. Wait, what? Why, well, wow. Base game is, yeah. You can just download and play the. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're the right. The thing without paying. A, uh, well, it's, it's not so the, long since. You, it still needs a, pers- a pers- prescription. You can subscription. pay up to the expansion pack, but Pro- yes, you can get it and play for free. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I can't charge for freaking vanilla. Wow. That'd be. I mean, especially because it's not really in there. Well, I guess it is now with classic, but it's a complicated world over there at Blizzard right now. Anyway, yeah, the point is. Most. most most online games want you in and then they'll hit you with the sales pitch rather than yeah. most people won't bother if they don't try the game and like it, you know? So, right. Well, in this case, I think they just waiting for five Same with overwatch. This is a night. This is a good PR move. You can say, Hey, we're not going to charge for Sims four anymore. The base game, come on in and play. And it sounds generous, but it's really not a big deal because the game's old now and all the expansions are out and everything else. And then, but you build that yeah, 2014, eight years. Eh? Yeah. It's been a bit. Yeah. So you, you make that crowd happy. You know you're working on five. They'll all pay for five, plus the 50 other expansions five will get. Well, and they- who knows what five's going to be? We don't even know if it's going to be called five, but, uh, you know. It, Maybe it it'll be called one, one Sims. Be. Yeah, it could be <laughs> The Sims. The Sims. You know, like, yeah. uh, just uh, who knows what they're going to decide to call it, and who knows how they're going to monetize it. Like, it's always Simpsons. weird. Like Sims has been an iconic series for a very long time. Like I don't, I, it's been a long time since I played the Sims probably around the time Sims four came out was the last time I checked it out. Um, and it is always weird when you get in new now, because we do live in a time where it's all about the expansions. And so there is sometimes this feeling and I, I get it when I play certain games, like civilization can be like this, where you go from a game that's been supported for years now the new base game and you get in and you go wow it's prettier and it runs better new music new models where is everything yeah <laughs> why is there nothing things? in this video game yeah and uh i'm curious what they do you know who knows what a sims game being made a, a lot in video game has changed in eight years yeah more than you'd think do you want to spend 50 or 30 dollars on my wedding stories game pack no no <laughs> tell me what's in it bell maybe you can sell me on it I don't know. It's, it looks like weddings, like all you could, all this, all the kit for weddings. Really? So like a, like I, don't a bread I mean, basket? Like, why does Mark reach out to these guys and just use these assets and make it <laughs> VR? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, Sims in VR. Let me think about that. Oh I mean, my gosh, you want to talk about a problem? <laughs> well, just use the assets. I'm not saying like make the game, but it's like you know. Oh, just no, that's what Scott's suggesting. I'm saying so many people. I know so many people that say, "Yeah, I played The Sims, but I stopped because I realized I was just doing what I should have been doing in my real life virtually." <laughs> now you make it a VR game on top of it, and it's like, 
Look, yeah. guys, I'm sorting my mail. Yeah. But also, no, there's there, there is a game in VR called the uh, I think it's called the uh, Job Simulator. Oh, well, yeah. I have Job that, Simulator. That game does exist. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played game. it yet, but uh, it because it's it, Chorecore in exactly VR, exactly as you described. It's, it's you literally go to a meaningless job and you know do meaningless work. It's Chorecore. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. that's exactly what it is. But it feels something. Something about that game in VR felt really good. Well, it's comical. I mean, it's not meant to be. Oh yeah, it's not a sim. But I'm just saying that yes, you're. John, I was trying to help support John's point. Well, good. <laughs> like, why, why don't I have a wedding in real life instead of in VR? But that's, exactly. Uh, I, I think that's what people are going to be saying forever as long as VR is a thing. So I just better get used to it. By the way, I made a new thing. Anytime I talk about a chore, a chore core game on the show, uh, I had to choose between all these clips. I'll play you the take first a muscle ones. Relaxant. No, I'll play the first. <laughs> I'll play all the clip. My hand, my arms actually feel heavy. It's weird. It's like, yeah, like, I've uh, been there. I've been there. It's a very odd feeling. Yeah. Anyway, um, when we when I bring a chore core game to the show or any of us does, um, I needed a good. I wanted to play a you know a little bumper for it, a little stinger. But I like these short, as you guys know. I don't like big, long, freaking intros to to segments. I think it's a waste of listeners' time. So I chose from this this grouping. When you work in an office, I'm a working man. You're only working for this marshmallow temporarily. Work harder. What kind of stuff did you do at work? I'm happy to be working with you. Get in, Dick. We got to work fast. I can see we have a lot of work to do. Those are all my choices. Oh, I thought that was choice you one. Should, no, you should play. Them. <laughs> I was like, at least you're not wasting anybody's no, time. They were. <laughs> you should play them all. We just need a rock track over it. Honestly, I think play them all yeah. and with music behind them, and Let's then see. you just yelling chore core at the end. <laughs> I all think right. if you want to shorten it, just cut out work from all of them and have it go work, 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 work. Oh, that's work, not work, bad. Work, work, work. That's not bad. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. And then you yelling short. Well, here's what I, I, think I chose. That should be at the end, no matter what. Here, oh well, I'll think about that. But here's here's the one I chose out of that group. Work harder. I just like that one for some reason. <laughs> so I'll hang on to it for now. But I like I like that work, 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 work. All the different ways of saying work, okay, ladies, as men. many different works as you can say. Yeah, maybe yeah. even at Put the same the time. Song in front of it. I, fa- <laughs> I found a website. I if I can find the name of it, but it basically it lets you search for movie quotes and mm. it brings the clip immediately and plays it. Oh, I need it. I can't find it send now. Though. It. I'll find it. No, when I do, I'll send you can't it. lose a gem like that. I'll Scott. find it and send it to you. It was actually, I found it through some, I don't know. It's like a TikTok where they're like weird websites you never knew existed or whatever. And they showed this one. I'm like, that's actually rad. So I use it sometimes for clip gathering, but uh, I'll find it and send it to you. Anyway, Sims people, I guess get excited. I don't know. Maybe you are already. Uh, Sony tweets and then deletes a Bloodborne teaser image, and the community's kind of freaking out. If you're into the, uh, that game, uh, the From Software Classic, their their PlayStation uh, exclusive uh, Bloodborne, and all it is a Bloodborne image. Like you can see it here. I'll put it up. Uh, yeah, people, people. People like from software games. They do, it turns out. People also get really fun about uh Bloodborne. Like this is this is one of From Software's like big games. It never really went anywhere else. It was always just kinda on the one console. People have been hungry for this in a lot of different places. So I can see people losing their minds over this. I love the subtitle on the gamer.com's article where it says Sony probably should have known better than to poke that bear. Uh, They are a very fickle bunch for sure. Um, But what I think it means, because that's all we can do is guess because Sony hasn't said, 
is there's a big remaster slash remake of this coming to PlayStation 5. That's probably it. I don't know why they goofed and only showed it for a second then deleted it. Lots of companies screw up like that or, or do it on purpose or whatever they do. I think that was probably a mistake given the community and its uh, vocalness. But yeah, you think that'll happen? Probably play it. Well, use your mom's PS5 because you can't find one still or whatever. Yeah, I guess steal from them if I want to play it. Yeah. But still I, I don't know. I've already played Bloodborne and it was pretty good. Yeah. It's no Elden Ring. Get all the Bloodborne people mad at me. But, okay, no, that's know. good. I wanted to hear that because I wanted to ask how it compared. There are, It's much more like a closed environments and stuff, right? Like it's it, more like the Dark Souls games where it's caves and caverns and those are the same thing. Um, it's different. And I don't mean to be so reductive because people are going to get genuinely mad about that comment because people really do like Bloodborne. Bloodborne is a very cool innovation on the Dark Souls formula that even Elden Ring is not because Dark Souls is very much about the like, you know, hold up your block and try and circle strafe and try and parry and stuff like that. Bloodborne was designed around a bit more of a, it's not actiony combat like Sekiro, but it's kind of like a mid step. Mm. So you have weapons that have dual modes that you can switch between that function very differently within the same weapon um, that change up the way you play very quickly on the fly. You don't have shields. You have a pistol that you collect bullets from and you can shoot during openings to get a cool like repost moment within the combat. Mm. And if you take damage, you can refill the health that you lost from taking damage by doing damage, which encourages you not to play the very passive, like, oh, let me roll around. Like, that's kind of the joke with Elden Ring is like, oh, something's attacking me. I just roll, 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 roll. Like, in this game, because you can recover health by hitting enemies, there's very much this incentive to, oh, I got hit. Now I need to be extra aggressive. Yeah. And you know, when you play these types of games, that's usually a trap. (laughs) It's usually not a smart way to play, but it's balancing that. And I think it makes for a very cool, very different experience, even though there is some shared DNA there. Yeah, that makes sense. Bo is a, is a recent from uh, convert and played so much of, of Elden Ring this year, Bloodborne on, let's say it's a PC announcement. We don't know, but let's say they say, yeah, this is coming to steam along with all our other cool Sony games. Maybe that's the thing they're teasing. And people have been begging for that. Would you immediately play Bloodborne on PC? Maybe. I don't know. I don't really care too much, honestly. Like, I'm not the from software. (laughs) I thought you would like like that. I liked Elden Ring a lot. I appreciate a lot about it, but I'm, I'm not like, you know, I, I'm not one of them. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm not like a fan of like everything because from I, I feel like people give too much praise to from software. It's like, yeah, they're good, but like, chill out, you know. So you crack. I don't know. Maybe I'll feel like playing it. Like, a, you know, a very kind listener uh, gifted me Sekiro, but I just I'm like, you know, it's just uh, it's, you don't feel driven. I, it's, yeah, it's 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 great. Like you know, I don't know. Anyways, that's why I'm just like whatever. You know, get your blood boring. You know, we haven't heard from the from some software uh, people in a while. I'm excited for their their reaction to this episode. <laughs> I'm excited for this whole debate. Oh, we finally get a good game. Yeah. Other companies don't know how to make games. You know, yeah. like all that shit. Like I don't like it either. Anyways, like yes, it's a good game. I respect that it's great and very innovative and respect it a lot. But like you know, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, Much ado about nothing. Um, there's, there's there's lessons to be learned that other developers could take away for sure uh, about UI and stuff like that. But you know, there's some UI. There's some, it's there, overstated. But don't you think there's some UI lessons that From could learn from the rest of the industry? Because I thought that the game had some weird UI choices. Like, well, it certainly has a ton of menus. They can't act like it's like you know. I think per- if you have perfect. a button, if you have a button that opens the map and the other menu items. That same button should also close that. And I'm not blaming, I'm not saying they're the only ones to do this. Other games have, but just Scott's going to float it out there as a universal belief. I know, I know what you're talking about. There was some different, it's a different schema. You just have to get used to it. Like Assassin's Creed was different than what I was used to a lot too. I was, I was yeah. bitchy at first, but you get used to it. You yeah. Know? Well, so like, with game controls, it's one thing because they got to do their own thing. I get it. I think shooters should be a little closer to each other just for their own good. Because that muscle yeah. memory will bring people to your game and and put them off. I, I like from software games. I'm just like you know you ask me if I'm excited. It's like yeah, I'm just kind of neutral about it. Mm. There's a new from software game. I don't. Yeah. Well, a new old one. You know, oh, it's a remake. Oh yeah. Well, a re-release. We don't. Well, we don't know actually. We don't know if they're making a sequel know. or not. Yeah, we, we don't have know. No idea. Yeah, I'm just you know. At this juncture, it's funny. There's been a lot of announcements this week. I'm neutral on all of it. <laughs> yeah, nothing here for me. All right, the, then the VR how, stuff was exciting. I had my week last week. None of it requires week. a headset. So <laughs> yeah. out. I had my week last week. Yeah, you did have your week. That was VR week, and we enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's still semi unfortunate because of you know Zuckerberg and stuff. But oh hey, yeah, take what I can get. Did I tell you guys I might? I haven't heard back yet, but I might get to t- ten day test that new headset. But only for ten. Now, if From Software was making a VR game, oh, you, know, <laughs> you, you would see my you would see my ween from outer space. The see, whole house Bo, would lift off the ground. Bo has just ascended. He's yeah. he's not he's not with us. I still like flat screen games. Twenty twenty two gaming. I don't even we'll think talking, he heard what I said we'll be before. Talking, we'll be talking about flat screen games that I'm very excited about soon. <laughs> but horror games and From Software games are not like my favorites. Yeah, yeah, it is the season for that, though. Yeah, Yeah, it's totally fine. Uh, All right, one final story. Bayonetta has some voiceover drama going on. Have you guys been following this mess? Yes. Yeah. As best you can. Like, it is a little impenetrable because you've got one side saying an awful lot and you've got another side saying, like, we can't talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, very little. It's hard to pick a side in the issue, but let me tell you, I responded to one of Jason Schreer's tweets pretty early. That was a mistake because I got to hear a whole lot of other people's opinions <laughs> on, on this stuff. I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I, the only point. All right. Hang on. Maybe we should just start at the beginning. So I didn't know who this person was, this Helena Taylor. She's the original she voice out, of, of the. She's the voice actor of Bayonetta. The hair lady. Uh, yeah. She doesn't do a lot of voice acting overall. So she's. This is like her one iconic role. So she tweeted out this whole thing where she was insulted because essentially she was offered $4,000 to play Bayonetta again in three, having done it in one, two. And I believe there's an anime. uh, She had asked for more money uh, and she was refused. She even, so the game director refuses to speak in English. So she had someone translate a letter into Japanese, sent it to him. And he was, as she says, she was very nice to him, very complimentary, but reaffirmed their offer of $4,000. So she said, it's a week before the game launches. Everyone boycott the game, donate the money, send it to charity. Wait, she already did the voice work 
Because it was almost ready to launch? No, she was offered it, and she turned it down. And she suffered, apparently, a lot of it. Her story suffered a lot of stress and anxiety. She could barely afford a car. And they were not negotiating with her whatsoever. So this set the internet on fire. Um, Why did it though? Because I'm a little, I'm still a little confused. I'm all for fair pay and, and worker rights so, and all that, but isn't so this just a business Jason dispute? Trier and another, I think, video game. They they looked uh, video game rant or something like that. They looked into it from sources on the inside. Now Jason Trier has a reputation for being on the side of the worker, so this is taken with a huge amount of um, uh, like you know, maybe temperament or not temperate, but it's, it's, it's sort of cooled off on this thing. Whereas like she says she was offered $4,000, but the real story might've been that she was offered $4,000 for five days of work at 4k a day or something like that. So the total amount would have been 15 K and that there might've been other issues going on in the background. And we don't know her. We don't know the company and she's mic dropped. So she's out. She just posted. I'm not answering. You know, that's it. I said what I have to say. I'm out. So there's a lot of questions and speculation. There's some inside sources saying some other stuff. And to boot, this this game director, I've learned for this series, is on Twitter. But his rules are that you can only speak to him in Japanese. Otherwise, he blocks you. No English. <laughs> and when he, he is tweeted in English, he refers to people insultingly as insects. Okay. Like, stop talking to me in English. Insect. And I'm like... Well, this guy sounds like a real asshole. I'm like, I can't like, so you got it. You got a guy who's like refers to people as insects. Who's obviously, you know, and then you've got, I, I lean towards sympathetic. Now, even if she was going to be making $15,000 at $4,000 a day, she is the iconic voice of their franchise. Like to not have sat down at the negotiating table at all. all. And her point is she's worked hard. They've used her. They, they make millions and millions of dollars and they're going to give her 15 K. She asked for a little bit more, well, maybe a lot more. I think it was like a hundred, yeah, something in six the, figures. The number was six but that's not but a not lot. Specific. That's yeah. not a lot. And the point that I made to the Jason Schreer thing, which I got a lot of stupid responses were, is that, you know, Chris rat, Chris Pratt voice acting in super Mario did not do it for 15,000. And he spent zero days as Mario. She's already worked on three projects an anime and two video games. Yeah. And they're still offering her the baseline. So, did you suddenly get attacked by stands of the Mario movie with Chris Pratt as voicing it? Did that happen? Well, I got a bunch of people were like, "There's a big difference between movies and video games." You're an idiot, you know. Like, and I'm like, "No, there isn't." They're they're both dramatic performances. They're both animated. Yeah, they're they're working in the capacity as voice actors, even if Chris Pratt's a real movie actor. I get it. Yeah, and I guess guess I understand. Guess which industry makes more money right now? Well, video I, games, well, video games. And yeah. I get that the Hollywood industry is more robust and protective of its superstars in the video game industry as F all to protect its people. But of course it seems like everyone's taking the side of this voice actress is out of line. And it's because like, I've dicks. landed on like, I'm not sure who's right. I'm not rushing to her corner. Cause I don't know anything about her. Maybe she's shitty. She threw Jennifer Hale under the bus um, because she's the one replacing her. But I'm like, well, if I was the iconic voice of someone and they offered me a pittance, I'd be kind of pissed at the person taking my. Well, here's why that should make you matter, though, because there's no way Jennifer Hale got that rate. She got paid more. No, she definitely got paid more. You know, Jennifer Hale probably, you know, she obviously was taking someone's slot, but like, you know, she's just working. Um, I don't know what happened behind the scenes to make that a thing. 
but I think I would be mad. You know, it's I would be mad. It's 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 very akin to what we're doing. We don't do voice acting, but their bread is buttered on the on the audio side of things. We, there's less money in audio than in you know actually performing on video. Yeah. You know, if you were to be shorted something that you helped create, and you just like halfway through there will be dungeons. You're like, okay, we're not paying you. Uh, just get out of here. And then someone else, I'd be like kind of pissy at the person given the circumstances. So that seemed to have taken over the conversation. And I don't think she was really rude to the person. She just, you know, it felt like it feels like someone's sleeping in your bed or in your shoes. So maybe I guess my whole, my big takeaway is I still don't understand why a business negotiation dispute, which happens every day at every company, always at four bucks all the way to a, is this the job I'm going to take or not? Like that's just business. I don't, as far as I can tell, other than that guy's probably a kind of a dick with the insect thing. And I only talk to Japanese people or whatever. It doesn't make him nice, but nobody's doing anything untoward or uh, egregious here in terms of like, you know, any of that. It's just a contract dispute. So why is, I just don't know why the whole, why this is a thing we're all in now. We all have a lot of speculation. She might drop that company's not going to give us any more information. All we're left with is their speculations. Like that's sort of the, the shitty part is that she came out and like lit the, lit everything on fire. And people are like, well, we have clarified. We, we need to clarify some things that she's not responding any further. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay. I think there's a, there's a case to be made, and it's it's a case that comes up often in the world of parenting where it's like you can be technically right but handle a situation wrong. And I think there's a lot of people in this not handling situations well, even if they're technically right. You know, it's the it's the same principle of – well, he took something from me. Okay, that's fine. But did you punch him in the head in response to that? Because that was maybe not the best way to handle it. Um, right. And I, I think coming out and asking fans to boycott a game is not a extremely classy way to handle this. I think shining a light on it and shining a light on like voice actors and especially if you're not a big name or you're not in a union and like what they have to go through and what their issues are is um, probably a better way to handle it. I know the guy who does the voice of uh, Guybrush Threepwood, he, he basically said like, look, this drama has brought up a lot of interesting things. I don't know the people. I don't want to get into the personal stuff, but it did make me want to. And he wrote up a really long thread about like what it's like to be a voice actor. That's maybe iconic for a role, but doesn't do a whole lot of work. And it was actually really interesting and really compelling. And while that doesn't get the click, uh, traffic that, you know, going, Hey, don't buy this game, uh, does. I think that that's probably a better way to handle it. It sounds like the company in general, um, or at least the director, is not is, seems like a bit of an ass. I don't think she cares because scrolling through her Twitter account, like she seems to work on live perform. She's not like an extensive VO person. She she does a lot of live performances. So it's yeah, like, she does a lot of theater and stuff I, like that. I, I think she's well within her rights to do that, and I think. She to do what though? Her rights to, to to bring it. Uh, I don't think anybody's gonna say not to within her rights. I doesn't make it a less assholey move. I think I don't, coming- I don't think it's an assholey move. Honestly, like I feel like if I because if I'm have some share if I feel that I have some share of authorship in a project, but you have all the leverage and you don't compensate me, 
and I've got nothing to lose by screaming out into the void and telling people these guys are, you know, burn it all down. Like, it's not great, but I think it's a bit of an asshole move. I bet what I'm saying. But there's there's this sort of thing where if you keep your frustrations in and don't do anything about it, then it just eats at you. Like it's good to be confrontational. But there's a difference. And I think the part that I'm focused in is less that she said boycotting, even though that's what I'm bringing up. Um, It was that when Jennifer Hale got announced, she went on this really like honestly kind of weird kick about like, if you go to conventions, you better not advertise yourself as the voice of Bayonetta. Like you don't have any right to say that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's she like, have that's, the rights a to weird, it. that's a weird stance to take. And it just feels like you can feel frustration. And I, I, I feel sympathy for that because certainly there's something that she obviously cared about, even though she's kind of playing it off that she doesn't. Obviously, there's a connection and a passion there behind it, and you see it going somewhere else, and you see it going a different direction, and that causes frustration. I just think it's a case of nobody's coming out of this looking super good. Yeah, I mean, we we, we express our frustration at, oh, Fortnite ripping off uh, my idea from There Will Be Dungeons, Seth Meyers ripping off our skit from Core, the Abyssal Chicken showing up uh, based on the Chicken Lord of our campaign. Like, I'm not making a big thing, but, like, I have a growing frustration with seeing stuff I've been involved with in places where I don't earn any revenue or at least get any credit or a heads up. And so I'm like, she might not be the best person, but I'm just like, I'm, like, rooting for her to, like, this is, I feel, you know, I'm just like, she might not be the best person. I'm not defending her. I don't know enough about her or the VA industry, but I'm just like, yeah, it sounds like she's getting shortchanged for an iconic role. That whole, that sexy, sultry voice is a part of the authorship and it it's unfortunate for her that she built up something and didn't get the leverage sooner you know i think probably you probably could have seen that coming that i don't own anything so when it comes time to actually negotiate i'm going to be the loser but it does suck and you know what i'm like i'm cheering for her i don't even care well, i hope she i hope things work out like, for her i guess the only thing i would add to this conversation just from a different perspective than than i think maybe even the both of you but this to me is a little bit of a head scratcher because if you worked at a company and they said, uh, Hey, do this. Okay. I'll do this. Well, how much are you going to pay me? Well, I'm going to pay you uh 200. Well, Wayne, that's not, that's not my rate. I want to do 400. Sorry. Can't do it. Get out of here. We're not doing, we're not doing that. If I then leave and go, that bastard and i'm gonna walk into his waiting room where there's 18 clients and go hey you guys don't come here anymore it's the worst place ever they treat me like shit it's the worst i hate it and that may be true they may be treated her like shit but the point is or me like shit the point is like i don't i don't see how this is any different than that and there's nothing illegal immoral or weird about it uh, other than business as the baseline of morality here that's all happening yeah. every day so i guess i just don't get I know it's in our wheelhouse. Artists, or it's in the- and, artists and temperament temperaments are like nothing new, right? Like I like you can look at it and say like this is bad business, um, but you know the number of creatives I know <laughs> that you know don't if they feel something they're going to express it. Like it's just you know no, we should express it. I have no you know? problem with that. I'm just trying to understand like the way Schreier words things here. It sounds like he's describing you know, Activision Blizzard sexual harassment suit, but different situation, whole different. Well, that I think in, this is getting on a different thing. I actually, I read the Jason Schreier article and I actually thought it was one of the, like, typically he's, he kind of comes across as like, Oh man, earth shaking. Look at him. 
I actually didn't like this one. And I think a part no. of it and a part of the reason why, you know, Bo and I can kind of feel similar but different at the same time about about it is because this isn't a factual this this isn't reporting something that a company did this is about reporting people's feelings and behavior to an emotional response to things and we're going to have different levels of how we react to that how we deal with that um you know we talked about uh bo brought it up he said you know how he feels when Fortnite's having an event where some somebody's trying to chrome the world and he goes well geez that feels taken right out of my dnd campaign and he gets upset about it i look at it Rightly and go so. you know what i can't tell you the amount of ideas i've had that it feels like people reached right into my head and pulled out of my head because it was something that i did and that was before i was doing podcasting or anything so i know it wasn't stolen from me but it feels like it was because somebody took an idea that just i felt unique to me so I tend to shrug it off. The Dear Martha thing with Seth Meyers. Like, I'm, I can't be the only person that heard those letters and thought, ah, that's funny. Like, well, we don't have a know claim because we weren't you know working I mean? with like, either of them. <laughs> right. <It's> a, <laughs> we don't have a claim. I, w- I was just expressing that I understand the feeling because even at that level, I get frustrated. So if I actually worked with someone who was ripping off my shit and then shortchanging me, like, yeah, but burn it down like nuclear rockets, like for sure. But even still, I think our temperaments are different and we're dealing with an emotional thing. And I think temperament is a, is a perspective issue. And I think that's why Jason Schreier's article itself feels a little, a little off because how do you take a stance on something that is based on emotional response and temperament? There isn't a right and wrong. Yeah. Also, there's no police to call here. It's just a thing. It's a business. We don't know enough. That's why I said we don't know enough. But I think a lot of like, you know, I don't know, like I, I remember taking a workshop for voice acting. The guy was like, you know, you got to get used to the idea that if you want to do this for a profession, you don't get paid a salary. In fact, you spend most of your time working for free, auditioning. So when you get a gig, you're hoping it'll be lucrative or how it'll carry you over. So 15000 might sound like a lot for a couple hours work. That might be the only thing she does for months. You earn less than minimum wage some years. Like so you get some lean years if you don't got projects. So I think if you've earned your way through an anime series in two games and you're like, yo, cause she says like, I can't afford a car. I'm depressed because I have this, I'm internationally recognized for something that I get like 15 grand for, you know, she makes a point. Like I went to seven years of school to train, like Chris Pratt's going to do the super Mario movie and make a ton of money. She, I don't think she's asking for Chris Pratt money, but she's asking for something that reflects her worth. And she's pissed about it. Like, so I'm like, I'm on her side. I think if people become iconic in the video game space, and like Scott said, they make more money than than movies, then like, yeah, I, I probably I if I was willing to bet, I would knowing all the facts, I would side with her unless she did something really grody or there's a reason for that divide. She, you know, I think I think Platinum Games did her dirty. Well, yeah. I just don't know why I just don't know why the world's an audience to it. I have done this before though. Myself, I used my at the time 50 45,000 whatever it was Twitter followers to go after a host that screwed me over for some web stuff and they didn't know I had, you know, they were being complete asses to me about all of it and we're going to end up not giving me any of the money they promised or any of the stuff. It's a long story. But um I went to Twitter and complained about them and like called them out and it worked. 
Those guys flooded me with apologies. I got phone calls the next day saying, what can we do to fix this? Well, oh, hey, we'll give you the money and extend the thing. Like there's power yeah. in that. There's power yeah. in it, especially yeah. if you're doing something where, you know, somebody has actually been wronged. So is it a dick move? A little bit. Uh, could she have done it under less emotional distress? Maybe. Is she in a position where it's hard to do that and she's really desperate at the moment and it does matter and she does have the value beyond that? Absolutely. But the other problem is it's just a pay dispute. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Those are a million of those. I well, it, but she's like, a, it's a different thing. She has a fan base. People that are crazy about anime, I'm sure she goes to conventions, gets signatures, handshakes. That's why she's saying. But she that's could, nebulous. You know, like, what value is that? Like, in numbers? Like, is I, that- I mean, we don't see what that, how many people write her, what fan mail she gets. I remember, I know the voice actor for Tuxedo Mask, Sailor Moon, said he would get, like, panties in the mail and, like, underwear and stuff like that from men. You know, he was just saying, I get all kinds of weird shit. And I'm like, people would write the voice actor for Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon? And he's like, yeah, you wouldn't believe. Like, so she's probably feeling like she's disappointed. Like, she has ownership. She's not, Her voice is not going to be in the game. You're, you know, you want to explain on some level, and you're pissed. You know, I... I no, I agree 100%. I, I, I'm just saying, yeah. I don't know. You can say, well, she's got an internationally recognized voice in this video game series. Okay, well, what is that? Is that 50 grand? Is that 100 grand? Is that 300 grand? Well, that's up to them to negotiate. I think, you know, exactly. I said this that's once. That's what I'm saying. It's but, exactly but I said this saying. once to someone employing me. I was working for a recruiter, and they had, I called, so on a long weekend where you have a statutory holiday, you have to work the Friday and like the Tuesday or the Thursday and the Monday to get paid your statutory pay. If you called in sick one of those days, you don't get your statutory pay. So I turns out I called in sick one of those days and I called them to complain. And I said, why didn't I get my statutory pay on my paycheck? And they're like, well, these are the rules. So that's what we did. And I said, I don't care what the rules are. I'm a good employee. What are you going to do for me? I don't care... Just because the minimum baseline is is like, oh, we, we passed the bar. I don't care about the minimum baseline. I'm a good employee. What are you going to do to respect me? I should get my statutory pay. I'm reflecting your business really well. And they issued me a check, and I walked in, and I cashed a check. It was like minimum wage, like $50 or something. But I was like, you know, just because something is the rule, and they try to pass that off on you, like video games expensive, and this is the industry standard. I'm like, bitch, I'm Bayonetta. Pay me. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, yeah, hell yes, girl. Like, do that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Go for it. Push it all no, you can. So but, she had every right to want to renegotiate. Yeah, yeah, that's um, not now, an issue. I don't do know why think, we all know about it. That's the part I don't get. I mean, I get that she posted it, and that's why we're all talking. Yeah, about it, but, that's why we all know about it. Is because yeah. you know the, it turned out to be left. it turned out to be a no. In fact, the the word is, and again, there's a lot of sides not talking, and she said her piece and now is no lo- also no longer talking. So it's hard to get any clarifications on a story where nobody is saying anything. So, the, but the rumor is that she went, she asked for something. My understanding is that she asked for residuals from the game, which is extraordinarily rare in the realm of voice acting. Yeah, it's very rare. Um, but that their counter offer was exactly what they offered her to begin with. So I don't think it's hard to see that and say, I went to the negotiating table and whether you're, what you were asking for was realistic or not, if they offered literally the exact same thing, I can see being pissed. But is that I how it went? Did can. they just issue her a thing that says, this is money, you take it or whatever? Or did they 
contact her and say, we're so sorry. It's the only, it's all we can do. They've capped me. I don't even have the final decision. My boss we does. Don't know. We, we don't, don't know. We don't even a hundred percent know that the, like there's speculation about the figures. Some people are saying she was offered a total of 4,000. Some people were told she was being offered 4,000 a session, but the, I, I, I the rumor is she went back wanting a six figure salary plus residuals. So what? And then they that went seems, back that and seems said, reasonable. Oh. I mean, if it's on the low end, if it's a hundred K and residuals, that seems reasonable for the mascot of the entire franchise. No, I agree. Yeah. And guess who, guess what? They probably pay Jennifer Hale that or more. Um, my, my whole point is though, it's only, we're only talking about because it it's video games, right? <laughs> well, we're right. talking about it because she brought it up and it's because it's video games, but like, but I don't, think, you see what I'm saying? Like if, if John says, ah, oh, damn it, I went in to ask for my raise. They wouldn't give it to me. I'm taking this to Twitter and he goes nuts on it. I mean, outside of our friendships, obviously we'd want to support John, but yeah, I don't know if, is that news? I don't know what that is. That's just, well, me. I would feel I mean, bad for John. I, I, and, it's, it's a, it's an interesting discussion because voice at people, we love voice actors. We talk about them and know them but they're invisible because you don't see their face. Chris Pratt, unfortunately is not invisible. Like the Hollywood machine a little too visible operates differently. <laughs> and, but the, and the thing is like, I'm not like we're sitting here talking about like arguing about which rich people should get things. But I'm like, if a company's going to, when I hear that a company's going to pull in a, you know, several hundreds of millions on an IP and they're one of their chief creative principal performers that makes the magic of Bayonetta happen is getting $15,000. Right. Imagine Chris Pratt on Super Mario being like, we're going to make billion on this. You get 15K. Chris Pratt's going to go, I think I'm going to make Guardians of the Galaxy 3. You think Chris Pratt got less money for Guardians 3 or more money? He doesn't. Right. He doesn't that, even like, need Mario money. at this. But point. did he get more money on for three than for one? Obviously. Oh, yeah. He of course. Got, they stopped the movie. They're like, no James Gunn, no Guardians 3. What yeah. up, Disney? Like, yeah. Right. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it doesn't matter what reasons the, the the game director who calls people insect is probably in the wrong. And she may not be a perfect actor, uh, perfect, like participant in this. She may have done some things wrong, but she's Bayonetta payer. Like that's, that's all like, you know, if there's other stuff that's behind the scenes, I don't know. And I think that's true for a lot of voice actors who are iconic. Maybe maybe did Liam get four thousand for Illidan, or does he get extra money because he is the iconic voice of Illidan, right? Like who else? Who else? Like that's why I think is, there's something else you know, going on. Because if they would turn around and pay Jennifer Hale Jennifer Hale's rate, then it ended right. up it wouldn't have been the money in the first place. Something else is up because we don't know. It could as easily been the company has got a serious dispute with her that she's not talking about. But then there's a press release. We've had creative differences with the parties involved, and we have decided to part ways, but has the company done this? They don't this? owe us that, no. though. I mean, we, we, we won't have any answers. They do owe the fans that. Bayon- so you haven't really played Bayonetta? No, I like Bayonetta. The big hair lady. The like, no, 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 I like, get it. I like, get think it. Liam and Illidan, Bayonetta, and this voice is this person. No, I agree. For favorite. fans of that series, like, I, if I were them, I would probably seriously be considering skipping on the game or at least waiting till things, you know, fizzle out or whatever. Um, like I saw, I saw there's a lot of comments in the thread that are like, oh, thank you. I canceled my pre-order. Okay. Well, yes. You know, like the, she's had a lot of support as well. People have, of course, turned it into an, uh, you know, us versus them and everyone's an expert. I'm just saying it sounds like she didn't get paid. And I don't, you know, I think I hear about the guy, the leader of that company calling people insects. And I'm like, I don't know, I think we should listen to women. You know, like, you know, like, <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I like. Am I going to take the side of the insect? Uh, al- insect. Uh, you know. Uh, no, he's a turd, dude. Or am I going to listen to no, the yeah, girl? I'm be like, he's the worst. I'm like, I, I think probably she was treated badly. And you know what? Even if she is hard to work with, it's show business. How many movies have we watched with all kinds of people in creative space that are not that easy to work with? Like, yeah, but that's we no have, excuse. That's but, talent management. No, you're there right, but we usually really again bad. we're assuming so much because in your scenario, yes, we know all of that because we know. In this case, we don't know anything because neither side. Well, we don't know, but I'm just saying to address the speculation. I'm like the tolerance level should. If it was that bad, there should have been a press release. Like the company should be like, we know it's a disappointment for fans, but unfortunately, we we had. It's coming clean. It's being honest. Like you would do that. You know, I'm just watching Ted Lasso. I don't right? think and, that and, the, and, and the soccer lady, the soccer owner, is just confessing to all the shitty things she did to Ted. Yeah. I'm like, I think so, to your point, though, the guy know, who calls people insects isn't gonna care enough to do a press release. No, I know, but I'm just saying, that's why I'm like, you know, if I had to just bet, we're gambling. It's poker, you gotta bet one way, you don't all have right, all the bet. information. Let's bet. I'm placing a bet on, on the woman who's like, you know, having a hard time struggling, versus the guy who's like, shut up, insect, stop tweeting at me in English. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like that's, since there's no act- actionable <laughs> accusations they're really making, because again, it's just no. a pay dispute, uh, but if I was to put my money down, yeah, I'd probably go that way too. Yeah. I don't I don't want to, I usually don't trust in the companies and besides here's when you know if this thing's really having an impact is if Nintendo proper gets involved cuz Nintendo's sole publisher of that product they own it basically. So if they're going to keep making Bayonetta games and they want any kind of goodwill around this, they may have to get involved and get out in front of it in a PR way. If they don't, I think it affects sales. But also Nintendo not known for being really good at this, so no. They don't, you know, like to get involved in and anything. And like she might have controversial views. I mean, nobody knew it. It's not like we've seen an article, so it's, you know. Did she? I don't know about that. Oh, the, the people that develop your games have controversial views. They like, you know, I don't want to bring up any names again cuz I'm going to get emails, but like there're definitely people there that probably uh if you actually talk to the developers of any of your favorite games, they're worked on by a myriad of people. They have controversial views unless she was becoming a nuisance very publicly, but I think this was way worse than whatever was going on otherwise. So, right. um, you know, I'm not, I think that's what I said. I'm not defending her. I'm just saying on the side of the negotiation, she's probably, she was probably given a raw deal. Uh, in other news, Bloober team, who's making the new, <laughs> sorry, the new, uh-huh. yeah, we can move Sound on. Yeah, sorry. Bloober team. He, uh, they are owned 22% of them uh, or, or 22% of that company is owned by 10 cents. So now go back and be mad at that. And, and we'll just not, Ten sets ruining gaming. That's right. Um, all right, we're going to take yeah, a break. Just, yeah. Oh, go ahead. What are you going to say? Go Sorry, ahead. no, no. I, just to put a cap on it, I, I think I agree with a lot of what was said here. It's I just, hope she gets know, the right. It, rate. She should get the rate I, she deserves. I would bet on 100%. her over the company until more information is forthcoming, and maybe she is. You know, maybe it really is like uh, very hard to work with. So who knows? Maybe she is. Maybe she isn't. Maybe they're great. Maybe they're not. Maybe everyone totally sucks in this scenario. The thing that will frustrate me is that there's no actionable anything about it other than what do we learn from it? Did we learn that we really do? Our our shopping does. What do they say that? The money speaks or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I probably like it affected me. I think, I'm just like, I think that's I what think I, I was trying it, to you know? get to with it is mm-hmm. that like nobody's coming out of this good. Like that, like that's the biggest issue because first of all, you know, we're talking about one guy, we refer to him as insect guy, you know, I think like he's certainly earned a label based on his behavior. You know, people are getting, 
People are getting mad at Jennifer Hale, who by all accounts is one of the nicest, most supportive of upcoming voice actor people in the entire industry yeah, based on things it. I've seen. Yeah. And she's getting people angry and yelling and insulting her. And then you've got this lady who it sounds like probably deserved considerably more than what she got. Maybe not what she asked for. Who knows? But it doesn't sound like anybody wanted to negotiate. And now not only is she getting that same level of anger from different people, but again, it kind of goes back to like the unfortunate thing is like now this stigma, because it did become a big news story is hanging over the whole thing. Mm -hmm. sounds like she's done with video game voice acting anyway. So maybe she doesn't care. Yeah, so I mean, she also back to it, that so. bridge is probably something she can burn. Like yeah. just scrolling through her Twitter profile. I saw her working on a stage project and stuff like, I don't think, you know, Hmm. Yeah, and she has certainly in her comments been critical enough to where it sounds like she isn't coming back anytime soon. So it's just messy. And and to your point, Scott, we don't know. There's a lot of speculation, and uh, I don't think it helps. I don't think this helps anybody. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, that's that's that's, that's the crappy. That's part. probably the truth. We'll see how it all pans out. Before we so take I'm a sure. break, uh, we are going to do that. We're going to take a break. But when we get back here, dear Martha's here. We got some stuff. Yes. All right. Oh, put Dear your Martha's images in. Back? Did you put your images I in, John? Can't, I can. Oh, what? Yeah. I need your images still. I think for that. Oh right, I can do that. That's easy. You can do it in the break. Uh, anyway, we're gonna got we got that coming up. We got the games we played and some emails and this new text uh, thing I'm working on. I'm working on getting texts from people for shows, and it worked. Uh, so we'll we'll read a few of those as well. Super oh, sharp and easy. Curious, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it is fun. So brand new feature here on the show that will debut tonight. Uh, but that means uh, we'll be back in a minute. Everybody go, you know, pee or whatever. Uh, we'll take five, and we'll be back here shortly. All right, we're back, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there. We are going to now uh, do Dear Martha, and uh, Dear, John, Dear Martha has taken a bit of a turn in recent weeks and months. And done, I think, something pretty magical. It also means we've strapped John with a kind of a, a little part-time job on, on Thursdays. Uh, John, any setup or anything special here for this? Nope. We got four pictures. You'll know when to switch to them. And other than that, it's pretty standard fare. Off we go. Here. <laughs> My dearest Martha, today I write to you with a review for GamePro, issue 142, which came out July of the year 2000. Look at this issue, Martha. Just look at it. The cover features Wolverine and Sabretooth locked deep in the throes of passion. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man and Batman are there, too. It's like art on county fair rides. Nobody is going to take legal action, so just draw whatever you want. Kirby? Why the hell not? Yeah. We are halfway through the first year of the new millennium. But things are still very 90s around here. All the usual suspects are at play, letters as equally concerned with violence in video games as they are nudity in Tomb Raider or Duke Nukem, talk of online as if it is still a mythical creature in need of taming. We are even in a magical place where time and comic book uh, movies are just starting to be good, which meant a ton of video game content based on comic books. You know, when they were cartoony and colorful, and they didn't have to look ready for the big screen. I have to take some time with this week's best advertisement, though. It's something. <laughs> I, I guess let's just do it this way. What game do you think this is an ad for? The first page is Feet, 
and a fish fin sticking out from the bottom of the bed with the words, I will not mate outside my species, written six times. Any guesses? <laughs> no idea, dude. I don't know what the game is. I'm embarrassed that I don't know this. Well, page two reveals the answer, and the game in question is... Seaman. Oh my lord. Just Seaman. Great. I did at first think that this implied someone really just wanted to plow Seaman. But upon reading the ad, it's actually a cautionary tale of not creating a Seaman by, you know, screwing a fish. I'm not sure which interpretation is actually worse. The rest of the magazine is just a reminder of this weird time in gaming where everything felt like it fit in neat buckets. Before DLC, level-up mechanics and everything, and free-to-play nonsense, there was just sports games, RPGs, vaguely sexist action games, mascot games, fighting games, army men games. We still have that. You just have to level something up and play every day of the week now. Also, is Benedict Cumberbatch a time traveler? Look at this walkthrough for Vagrant Story, and you decide. <laughs> Sorry, podcast listeners, sometimes I send Martha clippings in these letters, and I know you can't see them, but it's really more for her. It is on page 117 if you want to go look it up yourself. Also, sorry for breaking the fourth wall again. Please go about your business. <laughs> anyway, that's where I'll leave you today, Martha. This magazine was top-notch, and the previews alone hinted at amazing things to come. Also, why did GamePro always look a little shitty? <laughs> But somehow seemed cooler because of it. It was the paper, right? Yours in time, S. Beckett, Y2K. Oh, my Lord. Fantastic. Once again, this is an issue I have in a box back there. I have this one. I guess I kept all the early aughts stuff. Late 90s, yeah, like, early aughts magazines. I have them all still. That cover is so homoerotic, though. Oh, wasn't it, though? <laughs> this, this magazine had so much, and I couldn't not comment that just Benedict Cumberbatch is on one of these pages. Long before he was popular, that's just him. Hold <laughs> on. Just his head. I just realized something, too. You didn't mention, or maybe you did. I heard the Kirby mention, but did you mention Batman's back there? Yeah, yeah, I mentioned Spider-Man oh, I missed and Batman that part. also on there. Oh, that's so nuts. What a weird thing. Vagrant story. Remember that? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, awesome stuff as always. It's time for this, everybody. It's the games we played since we last spoke. All right. We're going to talk about the stuff we all played together or partially together first, and that would be Dark Tide to start with. We missed with. you, Scott. I know yeah. I didn't get to play when you guys played. So Kyle and you three or YouTube got to play and really you want to, it would have been great to have a fourth so we could truly test that beta out. But. Yeah. We had a random each time and we we're like, man, it could have been Scott in this. Could have, could have been you. I had such a busy well, day. I mean, the nice thing is it did give us the, we get to all make fun of the rookie vibe, you know, mm. as we all, we're all on comms. So we get to sit there and be like, man, this guy, this guy yeah. really not doing it for us. Yeah, uh, rookie in here. Diff, uh, salt, salt spire, or however they say it now. Anyway, uh, dark tide. It's the new game coming on November 30th, 2022 on PC it's shortly really after really on consoles. PC's getting this first. That's cool. Yeah, it's oh. really good. It's really good. Okay, so I yeah. got in for a bit, did the tutorial, and then started a match, and then the server crashed. Uh, 
Which, you know, it's a beta, whatever. It's fine. I don't, it's not a problem. But, uh, so I really need you guys to tell me because what I, okay, I will say this from the tutorial angle, how the characters felt, the tone of the thing, that was all ringing for me. That was all good 40K stuff. So, uh, how's the game? That's good. I, I, I would say, you know, I, I've got almost nothing but nice things to say. And the negative things I have to say, I believe are going to be addressed by launch mm. because uh, Bo did look this up when we were all playing together and he confirmed, you know, this beta was not a beta of the entire game. Yeah. It was a it was a just slice of the game for people to get in and stress test servers and things like that. Because my big criticisms going in, I was like, well, it doesn't seem like there's many enemy types and doesn't seem like there's a lot of weapons and doesn't seem like there's a lot to do. And the loot after matches are kind of underwhelming. All that stuff is stuff that's going to be expanded out in the main game. Um, I assume based on what they said and would hope that's really the only negatives I have to say besides a few bugs. Um, I got hit by an enemy so hard it crashed the game. Oh, Um, (laughs) you were able to reconnect though, which is nice. I was, and it was, it was not insanely fast. It was faster than some games, but it was effective and it got me right back in the action and right back playing. And that was good. Um, so, uh, other than that, though, I I had a great time. It both sounds like you just as much. So, yeah, it seemed like you loved it. Right. I mean, we you know we haven't played together in a while, and it was really nice to be playing video games with you guys. That was really special. And then, yeah, the I played the Ogren, the big guy. Yeah, and it was so hard. I, I played one match with the little person, and it was like. <laughs> I got killed so easily. I'm like, oh no, I need to be, oh, I need to be the big guy and rush in. Like when you're the big guy, everything, you have to look down at everything. Mm -hmm. uh, And you just sort of smash everything with your fists. It's, I think um, what's John's point is well made because there's, there's stuff in the game we didn't see, like that was all the same weapon, but like the FAQ was saying it's limited weapons in here. It's just to test the game out. So, right. And there's different, they, they've taken a page out of Deep Rock Galactic. So instead of doing a campaign mission, you know, like sequentially, it's like Deep Rock Galactic where it's like, here's the missions available. Pick one that suits your difficulty level. Oh, and, interesting. And mission type. So so it's like way more replayable, right? The other one's kind of like, okay, we went through all the missions. Did we just do the missions again? Yeah, I got grindy. This one is that. like, oh, we'll do an assassination mission. And I think the way you, you navigate through the map, it's like a really big map. And it might be different each time you go in, like A to B, where you go. So I think there's a lot more variety than there is in Vermintide, which is also kind of exciting. Um, and apart from that, it has the same feel of hordes of monsters. And I think the reason why we didn't see some enemy types, John, too, is we did, when we played on difficulty or sedition level three of five, there were more enemies, I noticed. Yeah. And probably so I think when you play on easy mode, you don't get as many of the enemies. Well, types. and they also did yeah. confirm it was not all enemy types in the game. That yeah. was also that yeah. too. That too. So, I read that as well. You know, that too. Let me ask you this question because the when I think of 40k, I, I think of chain swords and I think of you know some melee, but I mostly think of ranged combat. And I know the game like Vermintide is you know really good at the hack and slash, but am I gonna enjoy the gunplay? Because that's what I want the most is the gunplay. What do you think? I thought guns were, they felt pretty good. I mean, uh, it's hard to judge too much because again, there was like a gun that you got. Yeah. Um, so it was the one gun I got had kind of a wide arc of fire, which seemed to exist to give purpose to the ability that 
narrowed it, you know, like oh. it's one of those things where I didn't necessarily, um, I, I did like the class I played. I played the, I don't remember the name of it. Sharpshooter. Like, you were the, sharp the, the, yeah, the rogue sniper guy. You're the salt spire um, of this game then. Right. And, uh, I, I liked the class, but the main class ability seemed very like, Okay, all the annoyance about the gun not being super accurate goes away, and now the gun's accurate. And I don't really love when your power-up ability makes the game play a little bit more the way you wish the game just played. But that's like one thats one gun. And there are so many enemies running at you so often that honestly, the like needle accuracy when you're fi- firing rapid fire isn't a big deal. It doesn't like, matter it's, anyway. It yeah. still feels cool. Like You're still just like shooting and it captures that feel of like you're getting to a point and there's a horde of enemies and you're just laying down fire to try and stop them like i think it still feels really good there's still plenty of melee you know it's not uncommon to have a huge wave and you just go through as many gunshots as you can and then switch to a sword or something and start swinging that was my question actually that was my question because i mean can i primarily be a ranged fighter or is or am i just no matter what everybody's gonna have to melee you like it or not that's how the game works I was getting enough bullets in the game that it never, I don't think I had a single time where I didn't have there's a, ammo. There's a lot of now, ammo. I'm pretty willing to switch to melee. It's not a, it's not a huge deal for me to switch to it. So I wouldn't say I was exclusively using guns, but even being really, you know, heavy gun focused, I never was sitting there going, Oh God, I hope I get ammo. Mm-hmm. So I think you can, I think you can do it if like, that's your focus, especially if you go with the shooter class. Like I think they get lots of abilities that give you extra ammo uh, and extra. The, the, the zealot has an it. assault rifle, John, and I, it comes with your full clips, 400 bullets. Like it's a ton. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. And, wow. and then like there's ammo everywhere to refill. So like, and yeah, the, I think if you're playing one of the shooting classes, you'll have plenty of ammo. Now the psyker, which Kyle played, so I would be walking around and cause I'm the, you know, the, the big guy's the tank. Like I'm going to be up front, um, listening to John tell me to get out of the way. Cause he's, he's, I'm in this way, <laughs> like <laughs> this is big giant in his way. Um, uh, the, every now and then a head would just explode like an electric burst. And it's because Kyle, the psyker has the ability to just pop heads <laughs> psychically is really it's a really neat effect like it you compared it to the boys like, right the boys the way they pop heads it's like the head yeah. popper and the boys like their heads just go and That's they just great. pop and it's like really cool to look at you, you know it's fun that's um, awesome so the psyker looks amazing Kyle does the psyker he, does he heal as well is there a healing aspect to the game or no uh, so the mechanics are you have toughness and healing so healing requires the standard med kits or med bays but mm. toughness you can like replenish if you're near your party members or if you get kills yeah which is it's like don't a really shield. have a healer oh it's like a exactly. shield okay all right yeah i guess so, i it, guess uh vermintide has a similar thing right it yeah was like, there's no like dedicated healer class there might be like so there's a whole talent tree that was locked that you may it might there might be a build there i know that in vermintide each of the classes had three subclasses so it wouldn't shock me to find out there's three different ultimates yeah uh, so like a lot of the stuff wasn't in the game yet so we didn't see that but um i saw the space where it might be 
Well, you've both made me more excited for it. I mean, I, I yeah, played game, just barely and then had to leave, and I just I I missed the window. We're going to have a good time. It's like a first taste. Uh, if it's nice and fully featured on launch, it's going to be really good. I sure, I, I sure hope the um, uh, the crossplay works well because uh, I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, would be great if I just play this on Game Pass PC or wherever I'm going to play it, and we're all going to get to play together. That's the that's what they said. So no matter where we're at, like if you guys are on PC, one of us is on console, we should, you know, should be able to play, I think, is the deal. Regardless yeah, of platform. So. Yeah. I'm going to pull a TMNT and, you know, make it hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never know. Um, all right. Awesome. We also all got to be, uh, got to play and hang around uh, Marvel Snap a little bit. Uh, I say a little bit because I've not played as much as I wanted to, but I still played a ton. I think that says good things about the game itself, but um Let's talk about it. I think Marvel Snap's pretty freaking good. My two main reasons are I like Marvel things. I like uh, uh, art and animation that pops. And I like quick games. I really like the six the six stage thing. You do it and you're out. And if I don't want to play very long, I don't have to. Unlike Hearthstone, which can sometimes, depending on the game, can be very huge commitment. Yeah, you get matched up against a priest and you're there for 40 minutes. Yeah. How would you guys describe this, though, in terms of the game is not Hearthstone like at all? There's very little in, no. in, in common there other than, it, you know, it's cards. It has a um, it has kind of almost like a heads up poker element to it is the best. I don't know if you're familiar with heads poker up poker. Type. No, I don't know. Heads up is. poker is basically no limit. Hold them against one other person. Hmm. So not a whole table of people. It's just you and one other person. And you're, you know, you have hidden information. You're trying to bait people into like there's trying to bait people into and maybe investing in one area then having a trump card that wins and then you're gambling with the queue have you gotten as far as where you gamble for your rank points uh yes i uh, yeah some of that when you think you're ahead you 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 bet (laughs) you're basically betting you know so it's there's there's a there's a lot to the game that makes it really fun and i think it's clever that they tied it to the ranking system or you know the progression through ranks like that's it's actually a really clever way of, um, as a skill, being able to mitigate your losses or advance your your things. And I think at every season, you get pushed down the rank ladder to a certain tier. So then you have something to work towards with every new season to climb up. Um, I, I The game, like a lot of interesting design decisions that are working really well in this game. Yeah. I agree. It's, I've been addicted. I'm at collection level 137. Oh, you're way past me then. But I'm I'm yeah. doing all right. I just got Wolverine. I know John did right by, by, before the show. Yeah. Uh, there's a real, um, you know, it's a it's a game where you can go buy currencies and do a bunch of stuff. But I I kind of like how it's monetized. There's a, we'll get to the multiple currencies thing in a second because I know we want to have that discussion. But um, for me. It just becomes very plain. It's like, oh, I've got 50 of these shard things, and it says that's how much it's going to cost me to take um, Widowmaker to her to her frameless mode where it removes the frame and the character actually pops out of the card. And then, boy, howdy, if I save up enough, I can eventually get her 3D card. And that's, you know, yeah. it's all about I, so, that. I kind of like that. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into it, but there are definitely freemium traps in this game, for oh, sure. There definitely are. But you describe uh, them so people know, because I think that's a yeah, helpful. Yeah, well, and this is, uh, John, I saw your tweet to, response to Scott being like, I feel like I'm in a dystopian cyberpunk marketplace outside of the game that I, that I hate. <laughs> it really yeah. made me laugh. So I'm like, accurate. Yep. The game itself, great. The game outside of it, 
Oh man, it, they have made it very complicated to intentionally obfuscate and make you buy things and make bad decisions with what they give you. So the key thing here is that cosmetics are tied to you getting the cards you need. You can't buy packs. You just earn cards. How do you earn the cards? By upgrading the cosmetics of your cards. So they've tied cosmetics into progression, sort of, if you want all of the options, right? So it's only a 10 or 11 card deck. So you don't, or something, maybe 12, I don't know. But it's 10. you don't need a ton of cards. But as you climb up the ladder, people get better decks. You're looking for better cards. So here's how it works. In order to get any cards, 12. you so. have to raise your collection level. How do you do that? You upgrade a card's cosmetics. How do you do that? First of all, you need boosters, which is XP for the card. So let's say it's Iron Man. You need you need experience points. They yep. call it boosters. Yep. Uh, the variants, the different arts, are considered different cards, and they share an experience pool. So you can use, if you have five XP and two different Iron Man cards, yep. you can use it in either or. They Same both pool. get it, yeah. The other thing you need is credits. Credits are essentially where you're going to hit the ding desert, as I have. Right now, the game's hot and heavy, throwing tons of credits your way and gold to buy more credits. Um, essentially, you have to spend, for to get to gray to green, 25 credits and five boosters. That will give you, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, frame break to the frame game. Break. Frame break. And, and that gives you one uh, notch, one level, collection level. So every collection level, you either unlock something and it periodically, like every two levels, milestones, you get a card and you yeah. add that card to your collection. Then you got a new card that you can frame break. So you keep repeating this process. It is essential for you to upgrade the visual look of your cards in order to get more of the cards. Um, and this goes on for, I think, up. there's different card pools, but there's 400 collection level, up to 450 or something. So... There are the cards are not completely random as you get them. There are card pools. You have a starter set, then you have the recruit set, and these are small pools you get as the new player experience. Then you have card pools one, two, and three. And it's basically just gradually introducing you to all the cards. But in order to get them, you've got to upgrade the cosmetics. Now, eventually, what happens is the credits start to run dry, and you have the option to pay real money to get more credits or wait for your daily quests yeah, or get stuff through your season pass, but that all dries up too. So eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, well, I want more cards, not cosmetics to speed that up. You're able to buy it. So for example, in the store, there's a little section where it offers you to upgrade your cards just straight up. Don't do that. It's a more expensive way to upgrade your cards. You can just do that by leveling up, getting boosters. So that's your first trap. First trap is you are losing credits value by spending more credits to buy basically the XP instead of playing for it. Um, the other thing is that upgrading from gray, frame breaking from gray to uh, green gives you 25, costs 25 credits and you get a collection level. But every other level, so going to 3D and going to animated and whatever the other two are, um, costs progressively more, but basically the credit cost per level is 50 instead of 25. 
Okay. So your best value for leveling is to get all your grays to greens. Interesting. Yeah. Now, the other thing is you earn experience by the number of rounds that you're in a match. So if you're in six rounds, let's say, you'll get six XP on a random card. It could be any card that's in your deck. It has to be in your deck. The exception is you have a greater chance of upgrading a gray or a green. So if you actually put all purples and blues, like the 3D animated stuff, and one gray, let's say, you can focus on leveling up that specific card because most likely it will get it. Not 100%. No. Um, and this is how you ideally get the most bang for your buck on credits because at where I'm at right now, I am low. And I'm getting to the point where I'm going to be starting to like, I don't have credits to upgrade anything. All that to say is you probably should be choosy about which cards you upgrade to blue and purple because it's going to slow down your collection and then don't upgrade them in the store. Just don't do it. Well, um, so that's why I mean, we're getting to the freemium thing and I'm like, there's a lot of traps here if you're trying to not spend as much money as possible on how to do these things. And it doesn't explain it to you very well at all. Well, I gave, I put together some, uh, or I did some searching today and found a really great link uh, with some starter decks for people. I know it's not quite mm-hmm. the same what we're talking about, but if you're looking for like, hey, I don't even know how to get into this thing, really good deck list there. I found that just me building out stuff intuitively is winning a lot of games. So I don't know what that means. I've had a couple of people say, anytime you ever say, oh, I'm sure winning a lot of these games, their first thing out of their mouth is, well, those are bots. You're playing bots. I don't think I'm playing bots. They're yeah, people... the first, the first like um, ten or twelve matches are bots. Like they literally, I've streamed some of it. There's literally a match that teaches you how to use the cube and death, yeah. and they yeah, make yeah, it yeah. seem yeah. like it's a match. They don't tell you, "Hey, this is a bot match." They do the shitty freemium thing of being opaque about it instead I, of being transparent about yeah, it. Yeah, I wish they were transparent. Although I didn't, I could tell because obviously we were pausing in places that weren't right. I'm like, oh, these are bot matches. Okay, that makes sense. I'm still learning. There were several matches where the they've invested heavily and are winning hard in the lane and then they play their Hulk. And I'm like, there's no human on earth where I'm at zero and they're at 16. Yeah. Going to play Hulk there. This is a bot. Yeah, there have <laughs> like, been some very debatable, like if... I've I've had so many moments ago and this has to be a bot because like clearly this is a person who didn't sit through the tutorial. Like they they don't know. They're losing at two locations and then they play a card at the location that they're winning at. And it's like nobody does this. Nobody does this. But then, you know, you get somebody where you're playing against Dr. Bung. And you're like, okay, they probably didn't make a bot named Dr. Bung. Basically, <laughs> once your rank is I think I think once you've at least cleared like 12 or 15, maybe even 12 is enough or 11, then for sure you're not playing against bots anymore. Probably like the play I've seen higher than that gets better, but the new player experience is full of bots up until about rank 12 or 13. Yeah. I I felt like it's changed for me when they said they gave me a iron something rank. Yeah. When you you reach iron rank and start using the cube, then I think you're good. Yeah. But uh, maybe the bots get better. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've been in bronze now for a little bit, and I'm still seeing occasionally some very questionable decisions. But at least now it's more questionable in a way of like, well, that didn't seem like a smart move, but at least I can understand why somebody would have thought it could have been. Yeah. yeah. Um, instead of just going like, what does this person think? Yeah. Who and they could, this? they can't all be dumb noobs, right? So they, that, that, especially as you raise in the ranks, and if you're hitting bots still that make bad decisions. I just think they should be speaking of things game companies should do 
this sort of stuff should be very transparent. I don't think you should ever, if you're going to have us play bots in, I don't care, mobile uh, Fortnite, which happens when you start playing that game, just tell me. It's fine. I don't mind, and I don't mind knowing how long it'll be. Is it going to be 20 matches? All right, fine. I'll burn through those. Just say it. And then it's a trust issue. Yeah, it's yeah. a trust issue. I don't like it. It's a trust issue. I feel like I'm. If it it doesn't feel. I don't feel you're being trustworthy if you're not declaring whether it's a human or a bot. Well, and I'm not here to the, help you pass your Turing test, right? <laughs> yeah, like even from that perspective, like just to me, like I don't. It's like you guys said. The first time you say, "Oh yeah, I played." Fortnite, I got a victory royale immediately. It was bots. It was bots. You didn't win. You got yeah. bots. Yeah. Like it would not it would be nice to be able to be like, no, it wasn't, because they tell you when it's bots. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I, w- I just want to shut people up that immediately start yelling <laughs> bots the second you start saying something. Like, yeah. like that's what I want. Forget the like ethics side of it, which is also important, but I just want people to not get the smug little like you go. Well, yeah, I had a really good night in Fortnite, and somebody's just going to bots. Yeah, you're playing bots. Yeah, they get bots. to just slap that on everything because you you've kind of made them. You you gave them the key. All right, so it's your that's fault, like, industry. It's like, well, I've been playing the game for you know five years. I don't think it was no, it's bots because because you just came back. It's bots. Yeah, okay. screw those guys. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. It, it only ever comes up when the play looks definitely super questionable. I'm like, mm. yeah, but then it makes like, you like, wonder. And then now you're wondering. I hate that. Yeah. I just want to know. I just want to know. Yeah. You and got, clearly enough people I are will playing say it. this like yeah. Marvel snap. It's not that they're upfront about it. Cause it's, but there are times where it's like, okay, you're playing against death and their avatar is death. And you're like, Okay. They got. They took the name Death. I, their icon is Death, and then it's clearly a tutorialized match yeah. uh, about where how to retreat if you're going to lose a game. Sure. All these things point to a bot. Like, there's a lot of logic you can draw to that assumption, but like, it just shouldn't be muddy. The water shouldn't be muddy on this. They should have to tell you. The fact that they yeah. aren't telling you tells me that they have to use it in other situations where there's maybe an MMR discrepancy or something weird going on and they may have to have a higher level player play a bot just to get through a rank or i don't know what uh, it says here marvel snap discord says there are bots all the way through the whole game cigarette says so when why like, player population when player populations are low it guarantees you a match okay but and they're they, not low it, they're- like I, this is mobile because fortnite had these accusations like i think for whatever reason, mobile game developers feel it's okay to throw bots into a match and not tell anyone because they don't respect the player base like they do in PC. And I feel like, again, it's a trust issue. I don't yeah, even just, mind putting bots in the game. I just want to know. Well, that's you know? what I'm saying. Like, my issue know. isn't that yeah. they I do it. Know. I just want to know that that's it's bots. That's all I care about, actually. The rest of it's fine. Unless, unless your game is just, if it's nothing but AI matches and I find that out, which is what they don't want me to find out, that would really annoy me. So I wouldn't play your game. It just it feels but, like like because like when you know something is a bot, like because you you see like oh man I'm good at this game like I had it, like remember Catalyst Black I was just like I'm owning every match I must be like so good at this and then it's like no no someone was lying to you to make you feel better like <laughs> I don't want that I don't want I don't that. surround myself with yes men in my life to tell me every decision I make is good in fact I like the people that are honest with me even if it's not what I want to hear agreed um those are the people I try to surround myself with so like when I play a game with bots in it I feel like 
you know, I'm being masturbated or something. Like I, I'm like, just give me the harsh truth. There's nobody playing or people are better than me. When I win, I want to feel like I won. Like I'm pl- interested in playing against other people. S- stop this. Like, it's madness. It's gross. It's madness. It's gross. Like I hate it. So I like the game a lot, but I just, they should label it. That's my opinion. Agreed. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's very good. Marvel Snap is great. I, I, uh, I think we'll probably talk about it on and off uh, moving but forward. It, but we, we have one more thing to talk about because I made John wait. So, oh. John, oh, oh, please, oh. Yeah. I open the floor to you. And this one criticism that I feel like should be shouted out to the rafters. Give it to us. Yeah, I, I will be clear because I, typically I don't like mobile games. I like this game. I was late coming back from the break because I thought these matches are fast. I can play a match in Marvel Snap before I have to be back. They're fast. They're not that fast, though. <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm in. I'm having a good time with it. And I know I'm, I'm supposed to hate all mobile games, but I'm at collection rank, I think, 92. something like that no this does a Uh, lot right it's like 95 you're willing to grit and bear the bad stuff for the good but um, but uh, that said i stand by my feeling that like this ui is just madness like i uh, this game looks like mobile trash which is unfortunate because it isn't mobile trash um, but it looks like it. You're like, talking menus from, and how to launch the thing and menus and how it menus. looks and like getting a notification saying that like you, Hey, you need to click here uh, in the store. There's a notification for you in the store and you go to the store and you're like, there's no notification here and you leave. Hey, there's a notification in the store where, and because I was streaming it, um, someone pointed out, they said, Oh, you have free currency that you can collect in the store. And I went, where, <laughs> I found it by and accident. I scrolled through and I'm like, where is it? And they're like, it says free. And my eyes have gotten so used to mobile store garbage and trying to tune it out that I went through it multiple times going, I don't see this. Where is it? <laughs> Sounds like a fun and, stream. <laughs> and then and then finally going, oh, I see it. And like that finally got rid of the notification. It's just messy and i i did say it was like going through the um shopping district in a dystopian cyberpunk future and that's what it feels like and honestly it's a miracle i gave the game the time it deserved to even find out that it was a good game it's a testament to how much i like the art and like the gameplay and how good i think it is on that front because um i was incredibly off put by the, the menus and the notifications and the store and all of that to a degree. I have this, I have this thing. Oh, I know what you're getting at. Sorry. We'll get to it. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like I queued it. you yeah, up, but I'm still on. waiting for the, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just realized what you queued me up for. Um, let me get through this and then we'll get to that. Go. But um, it's, it's one of those things where I, it feels like a carnival barker. Like they try and get you with all the flash and flare and they're distracting you with all these things. And you just know in your heart, you're being conned somehow. Mm. And you like before you've even engaged in anything. And I get that feeling. And when I get that feeling, I walk away, which would be a shame because I think this game's genuinely very good. And I think the, I don't think it's one of those games that is as aggressively going after your money as some, again, Bo has pointed out that there are some things in there, but I think the experience it gives you for free or for even like a minimum pay in um, is good and is acceptable. Um, but it feels like it's trying to get more out of me. And that nearly scared me away. 
Um, I think it's a I think it's a slick package. Yeah. But uh, the thing Bo wants me to talk about, and we mm. got to talk about this because we talked about it on the pre-show, even though we weren't. I made you wait, so like, now made, I want to hear. Wait. It. Now's the time. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that music because honestly, I feel <laughs> like right now I am in the middle. Scott told me before the show that he loved the music. I Bo told like me it. he hated the music. I'm in this weird place. In game, it's fine. In in game, I, it's okay. I hear it. And I go, I don't like this music. What is this music that's playing? But when I turn it off and I play the game on silent, I don't like it. And I'm like, I need that music back. Turn it back on. I need the. I just need to hear it as I'm going through it. Oh, but it's so it's, I hate it, but I also need it. And I don't know what that. All right. Means. Let me play. Let me play it so we can hear some of it. Okay. The so this menu is, music. This is the menu, the menu music, music right here. I'll play yeah, that. Please. Whoops. Hold on. I dig it. No, this is terrible. I completely disagree. <laughs> it's good so for the first twenty seconds, but after I've heard it for two hours, I wanna I wanna jump off well, that balcony. But that's only menu music. Like, you still have um hold on. Uh here's it your, has two songs and they it's sound terrible. the same. And the quality of the instruments, it sounds like music. Like it's te- <laughs> like, like Hearthstone. <laughs> that's beautiful music. No matter where I am in Hearthstone, I'm happy to be listening to that music. That song is garbage. Like uh, wrap it up in oil-soaked cloth, light it on fire, put it into a cannon, shoot it into outer space, and fire a bunch of lasers after it to make sure it never ever comes back. Genuinely surprised again. by this. I don't know what to prepare. Don't do that because I need it. You need it. No, no, I just agree with make a new song. Make said. a new song. Make a better song. <laughs> make right. get some uh, open up that wallet of money you have now and hire and uh, get go get uh, Russell Brower or somebody of talent to make you something actually good. Well, here's please. your game. Here's your victory gameplay. Let's see if you like this or not. Okay. It's a little golden eye vibe I, to it. I, they, could do, they, like could, they could do I, better, but in game is not that bad. In game is not that bad. It's the menu music that is just gouge my eyes out. See, terrible. I'm the other way. The music that where it grates on me the most is in game in the combat. I don't know what I expect there, but I don't like it in combat. At all. How do you how do you feel about the? Sh- it could be better in combat too. They have the shop music. music. Let's hear what the shop music is. Buy 15 yeah. currencies, buy more currencies, and spend more money. $99 is the best value. That's in there, of course. This yes. all like, sounds like the this all sounds like the just don't pay attention background music of um like Ninja Turtles, like they're just <laughs> tromping through the sewer. And this is I mean, just what's could going better. on in the background. Uh, they could do so much better. I mean, they could even use the Avengers, like the MCU soundtrack, please, or something. Like, I'm surprised you know. they didn't. I thought they would. Do yeah, that. like I mean, like just when I open up Snap, it should be dun 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 dun, and I'd be like, yeah, son, I'm about to play MCU the game. Like, what? Why, what uh, which movie was that? I want to know what you did earlier. What was the what was the song you just did before that? What was it? Was the MCU the Marvel startup? Gotcha. You know, remember that one? You know, like that stuff. 
I just give me that. I know what you're talking about, God but damn, yeah. like license your shit out, like help your co- the Marvel. Take your music and help the game companies out, please. Like, okay. Yeah. Crap. You should be able people? to. You should be able to pick music. Like, they put more stuff in the game. Like, I should be able to get the old bad Spider-Man theme if I want to listen to that while the while I'm playing. You know what it reminds yeah, me of? Yeah, yeah. This could be way better, guys. Like, set your bars a little higher. <laughs> Let's go. Let's what it reminds like- me of this music, and maybe this will award. Yes, it's just like it. This is like the spy-sounding music in um, Invisible Ink. It's very similar. This is the song I don't like. Yes. I wonder, I wonder, if, I wonder if that would ruin I, you on I Invisible don't, Ink. I don't like it at all. Here's what I want. As annoying as it Or I'm going to take my hand and give you a slap. I dig it. I like it. I want every single time they flip a card over to play the little, like, here's a new character from a Marvel movie and a cameo, like the da-dun-dun-dun. Every time time they flip over a character, I want that stinger to play. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll come with it. But I guess what you're saying is without music, things get real silent on the playboard. Is that what you're saying? Um, I don't see, but that's the thing is I miss the music too. As much as I hate it, I miss the music yeah. and it's gone yeah. if I have it on quiet. Yeah. And like, I noticed that the, the in-game music, they do have music cues. Like the music will change when the first card is played. It'll mm-hmm. be really like, Ooh, like they do some interesting stuff with the music that if, unless you're paying attention to it, you don't hear it. Like they just need better music. Like I, I like- don't want to hear it just sounds like elevator music. Yeah, a... I like what happens when you play Uatu. It sounds cool. It all gets weirdly quiet yeah. and echoey. Yeah. yeah, that stuff's fine. Like the, I think most of it's fine. I just I, the quality of the music should be a thousand times better. All right, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird how how much I disagree. I'm just glad it's not so samey with Marvel stuff. That actually that that that's what I wanted. I didn't want to hear. I've heard all that. I can hear the the Avengers lead up and the it's all good and stuff. But I'm just you know give me something new. Well, even well, if even if it's new stuff, they can still do better than this. I want. I played Spider Man. <laughs> I just I want that every time a card flips over. All right, not a bad. I do love that you can hold certain cards, not all of them, but most of them, and the card will do the thing the character's famous for. Like Punisher just starts shooting all over the place. Hold up Cyclops <laughs> shoots a big old beam out until you put him down. Like it's just cosmetic and I appreciate it. None of us are just that UI stuff John's talking about, totally agree. That needs a huge improvement. But when you're in the game space, that's all beautiful. Yeah, Wonderful that's in there. Good. Yeah. And the art yeah. on the cards is so Although, good. Yeah. I wouldn't Although, say yeah. I wouldn't say no to new backgrounds. Oh, to the yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. To like the Hearthstone has things. new backgrounds. I wouldn't say no to like you know some variety on yeah. the background. It'd be cool if they divided it, and maybe they'll do stuff like this. Like I'm very hopeful for the PC version. I don't think I should be because right now there's a beta, which is literally just it plays the mobile version. I can play it on a on an M1 Steam. Mac, but you're right. You have to. You, the only uh, like, thing is to opt into that beta test thing right now on Steam. My hope is that they go all out because what I'd like to see is when locations form, like have cool, like three Dified backgrounds in that segment of it, which really doesn't work great on a phone, but it would look pretty cool on like a desktop mode. I hope the desktop mode solves some of my gripes about I, UI I, and stuff. I, like I will that. say 
the desktop mode in its current state, John, it's like a crappy version of the mobile. Oh no, I yeah, I played it. Yeah, it is okay. it is literally just a it is it, an emulation of the mobile thing. Yeah, right. with, it needs work. It's not pleasant. They, they <laughs> no, claim they're going to make good. a widescreen and do all kinds of work on it. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but at least it, it does work on some level. So there's that. Yeah. I, I like the game with all the complaining. It's because hey, the game's actually like really fun. So I want to play it right now. While yeah, no, me too. Thing, yeah. and you guys are about to talk about Overwatch. So perfect time I to get a match in. John, yep. going let's to. see if you can do it. Actually, let's test this. So, Overwatch Two, Bo and I played a ton of it. Um, I am completely hooked on Overwatch again. Overwatch Two has got me under its thumb pretty hard. We got to solve our competitive woes. We lose a lot. Yeah, but, we lost uh, a lot of games that day. I mean, also the the more we added people, the longer the queues were. And I don't know how that works with their current MMR setup, but something was funky there. Yeah, um, it's a it's a yeah, it's a little strange when we start to get into groups. I don't know the logic anymore. Yeah, maybe that susses itself out over time, but for when I'm in there just playing a couple of games during the day or something, I'm winning more than I lose. I'm having a blast. I like support. I like the changes. The five-man role pick stuff is great where someone is a tank, two two healers, two DPS dealers and that's it and that's how it is and they can change their characters in their own pool their class pool, but they can't, you know, be like old school. There is a way to play that in the arcade mode, but this new standard way of playing both um, uh, quick matches as well as competitive are really doing it for me. And I just like how those matches feel. They don't feel as quick. I don't feel like I'm responding every five seconds. I feel like I'm really into some battles and staying there longer. And, you know, when I'm playing support, really helping my team. And it just feels really good. I don't know, man. I think Overwatch Two is pretty, pretty great. Just, I'm you hooked know. on it. Yeah, I'm yeah. hooked on it as much as I am Snap. My days are now filled with Overwatch and Snap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least you uh, can play you every know, day. At least you can walk away from one and do something totally different. You know, those are good, two good games yeah. to have going at once, I guess. Um, but anything else you want to say about it? I mean, we've had nothing but we we finally I mean, we've played a bunch of games. A lot. I don't yeah. have anything new to say. You know, I, I don't know how long I'll play for, but I've been enjoying playing the competitive mode and trying to figure that out. Yeah. I want to, I kind of have a little bit of rank desire and I don't usually care about that. I probably won't even be great, but I kind of want to do it. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's been a while since I played any sporty type game and it's just the production values there. It's great. And I'm kind of looking forward to more content down the line. Yeah. If they're going to do the single player. So, and we probably got- hear more about that game, but, there's yeah. nothing really new and earth shattering to say this. No, week. and we talked last week a bunch about, you know, just structurally how things work and the the way the battle pass works versus the old loot box method and all that. So we won't get into all that, but you know, it's a game that's got under, you know, sometimes a game gets under your skin and you didn't quite expect it to and it and this one did hard. So we played like five hours yesterday, me and Bo, and I think that's half the reason my back got thrown out because Sorry, I was man. sitting. No, it's not your fault, but I just sat there for so long. And then I went and moved something, and it went ding, and then I knew, and then I knew what was going on, and then it was like that's why we got the painkillers or the muscle relaxers today. That's I know. Full, right now, I, I feel like Jabba the Hutt right now, just kind of like like I'm melting a little bit. It's very weird. It's kind of a it's kind of a good feeling. Though. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't have to eat toads and kill uh, dancer girls either. Twi- Twilight dancers. Um, all right. Uh, finally, uh, well, now let's get to the games we individually played. So listen to this, you guys. This is cool. I got a little theme to play. You heard about it earlier. Here you go. Right here. Where'd it go? Work harder. All right. Chore core games I played this week. One, and it's called The Mortuary Assistant. 
And some Sorry, of you I just finished my game. I wanted to compare it to how long Overwatch oh, took. You were to... almost exactly there. Now, I did have to launch the game and that took a little bit, so I think it took exactly as long to play a Marvel Snap game as it did to talk about Overwatch. And so Chad, you'll have to we didn't pay attention, so we don't know how long that was. So if anybody out there was keeping score. <laughs> we didn't time it, so we have no idea. I could go look later, but no, I'm just I just mean that they can put that on the box now for this oh, yeah. mobile yeah. game is they can say rounds last as long as Overwatch 2 discussion. Yeah, there you go. I like it. I think that will be some real, you know, and they have connections to Blizzard, all ex-Blizzard guys. It'll all work out. Um, okay. The mortuary Sorry. assistant is scary as hell. I want to thank Tweep again publicly for gifting it to me. This was a game I was going to play with John. I still plan to, but the other day I was like, you know, well, let's just crack that open and see if I'm even going to do it. Like, is this <laughs> game enough, you know, or am I going to be too scared, not scared enough? Like, I just kind of wanted to to see. So, plus I was testing a new streaming thing. Anyway, I got in and I played an hour and a half or something. It's scary. It's full of scary shit. It's exactly what you think it's going to be. It's also profoundly frustrating. And I have a feeling the game means to be. And by that, I just mean this. It's chore core in the sense that you're going to a mortuary and you're trying to work on dead bodies and do all the stuff you got to do. And it's all very macabre and gross and everything. Um, but it's very step by step. You have limited inventory. It's like empty out the embalmer thing. Clean it out. Okay, fill it back up with embalming fluid plus those three other chemicals you need. Now plug it into the neck of the dead guy and cut him open and with the thing. Oh, shoot, I don't have those. Where are they? They're in that drawer over there. Like there's a lot of this weird busy work but i think that's i'm i think they do that on purpose because while you're doing it you'll be like oh, i need those scissors again and you'll turn and there's somebody there standing there going and then they're gone or you're like shoot where are the wipes i gotta wipe down her face and you open a drawer and then you hear a voice go be my friend whatever somewhere in some other room so i think they want me frustrated and looking around for stuff so that the game can then script in these moments of scaring me and it does a pretty good job of it so yeah anyway i liked your i watched your highlight reel of it and uh, i liked your reaction when you discovered that the next dead body you needed to work on was a clown (laughs) i was so pissed i was pissed (laughs) because at that stage i was getting really freaked out and the stuff i cut out of the highlight video which is up on youtube uh, if anyone wants to see it um, it's only seven minutes long, but it, the reason it's so short is because there are tons of moments of me digging through drawers, looking for things. Where's the clipboard? Did the guy tell me before he left where the clipboard was? This freaking Eric Roberts looking ass butthole that leaves me there. Look exactly like Eric Roberts. You're not wrong. Oh, it just was irritating, but it was fun. And I think I'm, I think I am going to finish it. I, I got to get with John on when we're going to do it, but I think, you know, it's going somewhere, and I kind of want to see the story through. That's the part I didn't expect, as I guess there's a cohesive story you're aiming for here. It isn't just a roguelike-type sim where you're just cleaning out bodies and just do the next one, do the next one. It's not that. It would be a very different game, I think. But, By all um, accounts, it's pretty short, so I think we would only need a session or two, okay. depending on uh, how nice. much time we set aside. But even be- I've, even I've better. it's a pretty short game. Even better, because I've had it with like old lady, 89-year-old, naked, dead, blue-skinned ladies who sit up and talk to me. I don't want to do that for very much longer. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. Uh, Near Automata got a lot of playtime for me this week. Quick mention, not much to say. We've talked about that game before, but um, it's really good on Steam Deck, which is where I'm playing it primarily and 
I'm going to say a controversial statement that John will love to bounce around and figure out a response for. Okay. Near Automata. I can't speak to the other near game or the one before it that inspired it all. I can't remember the name of that. Um, they just did a remaster of the one that's before this near one. Replicant. Replicants, the one before the replicants, the one they just remastered, but technically is a prequel to. Are you talking Automata. about Drakengard? Yes. Drakengard three. Yes. Never played any of that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's, just tenuously connected. But if I had to pick one, this is a hard thing for me because I really struggled, but if I had to pick one game from Square Enix that I think is my favorite that isn't mainline Final Fantasy or... See, I really like I really like the, the Deus Ex games, so this is hard yeah, to say. They've got a... Square Enix, even though they're pretty down on their own products half the time, has a really good library of games. You know what? I'll say everything Japan-related. I think my favorite. <laughs> okay. Stuff that was not Western Studios, right? And things that didn't yeah. just sell off. But that doesn't include Final Fantasies now. Well, or not, that, do, that would include. That's so true. still need a caveat. You're right. I don't know. You know what? We'll leave Final Fantasy is its own thing. It can go sit over there and do whatever it does. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but near the near games, in particular, Automata, I think is one of my favorite things they ever ever made over there. I really like that game. I don't know why That's I didn't good. beat it the first time through. So I'm going to keep playing that. It's really good. That's been my bedtime thing until damn Marvel Snap came and got in my way. Uh, and then finally, oh, I even have a sound for this. Listen to this new thing. Where is it? I lost it. Oh shit. Is it this? Work harder. No. Oh, you know what? I didn't do it. I didn't put it in here. Never mind. Forget it. Anyway, it's an indie game. <laughs> um, and I played an indie this week, uh, and I decided to call that Vampire Survivors 1.0. Not much else to say here. Again, we've talked about it a million times. John is really the master of this game anyway. I'm, you know, I come to it casually. But when I heard they hit 1.0, I was like, oh, let's go in there and see what this new engine looks like. And, you know, there was all that talk. Yeah, it looks a lot like the old it's one. The exa- art has changed, though. A little if, bit. If you were like me and you were playing every patch, you, you've noticed the change, but yeah. it's still rooted in what it was. It's Yeah, and it's still everything you think it is, and it's still very good, and the loop is super addicting. And before I know it, I'm sitting there 20 minutes later just trying to push a 20-minuter and mm-hmm. going, oh my gosh, the show starts in like a half an hour. What am I doing? So anyway, Vampire Survivors now out on sale right now for four bucks. Uh, if you want to save money and not pay the full five or no, it's three ninety. Yeah, four four bucks right now. It'll be six when it's out of sale. Finally, oh no, no, that's it for me. Let's move on to John. John, you played more Fortnite. How's that going? I did, uh, guys. I really like Fortnite. Oh, man. I I hate to say it. But I really like Fortnite and it has only gotten better because it has turned into a family game. Like that was the thing. It's been weird to be in my household where everybody kind of likes video games, but nobody plays the same thing. The kids Mm -hmm. like Roblox. Uh, I like video games that are good. And um, my wife typically just doesn't have time for for any of it, but, you know, is interested and now we have a game that because of the way crossplay works and because it is a shared interest, um, we can all play together. So, you know, we I was doing trios with the kids. I was doing uh, duos last night, uh, my wife and I, which was a really great run. And before everybody just gets in and yells bots, uh, we got three victory royales in a row last night. Um, 
because I think that there was something going on with the matchmaking on her being brand new and on the Switch. And I mm-hmm. think they were having me on the PC go up against a bunch of Nintendo Switch players. Yeah. And let me tell you, that was not fair for them. <laughs> and there were a lot of, if those weren't bots and those were people, there were a lot of sad children uh, in the realm of Fortnite oh, the man. other night. Because let me tell you, they got smoked <laughs> really badly. Um, But it was a great time and it's just nice to have something, you know, we don't all have to be on the same console. Like we can have the, you know, kids on Xboxes and my wife on the switch and me on the PC and it all just works and it works really well. And uh, it's fun. It's a ridiculous game that is a mishmash of every licensed property they can get their hands on. Uh, you know, I was singing Get Swifty" the other day from Rick and Morty before a match when I got really arrogant about how much I was schooling Switch kids. Um, it's dumb, but it's a lot of fun. I, it's really, you could really tell fun. me you're playing the worst game on the planet and I'd still be happy for you because family games are the best. I don't care what game yeah. it is. Like, it is the best thing. For us, it was WoW, then Diablo for my kids when they were of age to play video games like that today, we still, you know, when overwatch first came out, we were all playing that together. You're training them, you know, give it five years and they'll be killing your trash for you. Well, you, you know, well, they're still in, in a dungeon. Yeah. That's, they're that's still what, young. Like you're yeah. training them. Like I would look at it as like, you know, Fortnite. I'm like, I don't like this game, but you know, it's fun with family, but eventually but that's the thing is I even <laughs> have to say that I like the game. I play by myself. Like I, no, I know you no do. Build I'm saying mode, for me. I know, yeah, yeah. Once I'd the no build that. mode popped in, like that's where it got me. Cause I do hate the, I used to always complain, you know, you shoot somebody and a castle explodes out of them. The second you hit them, <laughs> it's just so stupid. I hate it so much, yeah. but playing the no build mode has been genuinely fun and has gotten me, um, actually pretty decent at the game to where I can, you know, hold my own and actually fights and stuff like that. And, you know, we played a lot of battle Royale games, um, you know, we played PUBG. We played uh, what was the other one? What was the other big one we played? Oh, uh, a, uh, uh, session uh, Apex it. Legends. Apex I got that. You didn't say it, but you said enough of it to get me to remember. <laughs> What's wrong with <laughs> all, all I needed to hear <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the, the one." So, I mean, it's a genre that we've all had a good time with, and we've all laughed and and played in. And I think honestly the building really turned me off of Fortnite, and with it out, I think it is easily the most fun one of those that I have played. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty impressive how much it won me over. Cause I certainly didn't go into it looking to have a good time. Right. Um, I expected it to be, uh, pretty bad. And, but now I'm enjoying the events. They're doing a Halloween event right now, which turns you into a werewolf. And, uh, that's a good time. Yeah. Um, let you, you know, right click and you can hunt the scent of other players and uh, slash them and stuff. And it's uh, it's ridiculous and it's great. All right. And uh, it's a good time. And yeah, other than that, the only other things I played was things you all played. So, yeah, that, that was my week. Uh, you wanted to give a quick thanks. Uh, shout out to somebody here. Oh, right. I didn't have the notes up in front of me. I should have because this was here to remind me. So I did not uh, get to play it. I got it while I was still um in my podcasting marathon today 
Um, so I haven't played it yet, but uh, Necrosmith uh, is a game that was gifted to me from a listener named Dead Center. And I just wanted to give a thank you. I will, I promise, I will have played it by the next time we convene. So I'll give thoughts on it. I actually don't know much about it because all I really had time for was to go, oh, that's nice. Somebody gifted me a game and uh, add it to my library. So I'm going to check this out. It looks like it is three bucks. <laughs> oh my gosh it's, look uh, at this it's a, a, it's a uh, roguelike very, uh, yeah. looks like it's a vampire survivor sort of it says a necromancer simulator assemble the dead using different body parts while upgrading their tower or your tower combine the abilities of the different fantastic races to fight your way through the hordes of enemies and overrun the chosen ones to tell the truth the dead are pretty um dumb it says this is reviewed yeah. really well seems like it's good yeah i'll give it a go I'll let you guys know what I think of it next week. So, but I wanted to give a, th- a thank you to them while they did it rather than make them wait a week. So yeah. uh, much appreciated and I will give it a go. I might have to buy this. It's only three bucks. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Best, best advertisement is a, is a $3 game. All right, <laughs> let's move on to, uh, <laughs> Oh, one, I forgot to mention one, two quick things about overwatch. Torbjorn and Bastion are oh, out no, of the game right now. And competitive. Snap. Don't worry about it. It's be quick. They return okay. to Overwatch next week on the 27th, along with Junkertown, which was also taken out of rotation for bugs or exploits, and all of that stuff's coming back. So there was that. All right, now. Bastion's coming back next week? Yeah, Bastion and uh, and Torbjorn in. Well, Torbjorn's back in quick uh, quick match, but he'll be back for competitive as well. So all th- or both of them are will be back in everything, and then, this, and then that map that went missing will be back. Um, the one thing I've been wanting to hear the most about today is literally Bo's other game that he played even though he really only played a tutorial Bo, tell me about crusader kings 3 and how i can penetrate this bastard yeah this is i feel like he's about to explain a road i want to walk yes i yeah oh jeez john's cracking up yeah you got some internet stuff that's weird it's all no, no, I'm saying you, you, John, your voice is cracking up. So it was, oh, no, most of what you it's said. It's like a yeah. it's it sounds like, like Wi-Fi lag. So it sounds like, yeah, I could yeah. be wrong. Somebody there's probably, probably watching uh, Bluey or who knows what they're doing. It wasn't really bad. Like we were, you were definitely intelligible, but that last sentence was like, I, no, that's how, that's what I said. Oh, okay. All right. So, so that we don't drag out the show any longer than it needs to be. Let me just get to it. Um, so I've been wanting to play this for a while. I've just rewatched Game of Thrones seasons one through eight. And, you know, I, I have a really, this is a big interest in just like the fantasy. Like I like the G the, the fantasy world of houses and, you know, the medievalness of it. It's not, yeah, there's dragons and undead, but it's the politics, the intrigue, the lying, all that stuff having to do with the game of Thrones itself, the literal game. So, I was just, I, I needed something to scratch my itch. I didn't. I wasn't ready to finish watching Game of Thrones. You know, I've watched all House of the Dragon. I'm like, maybe I'll read the book. I'm like, Yo, Crusader Kings too. That's about like, you know, marriages and power and poisoning mm-hmm. people and incest and all that great stuff. <laughs> I was like, let me let me play this game, and um, so I bought Crusader Kings three. And all its expansions in so far, I'm sure it's going to have more, but like there's a bundle you can buy. Um, and I was like, I just wanted to check it out. So I'm like, all right, there's a tutorial. Let me do the t- tutorial. You play as an Irish uh, tribal lord of some kind. Whole, okay. 
it's not that complicated. We all get kings and queens. We all get stuff. But there's things to know. I have to learn about what Cassius Belli means, which is a cause for war. You can't declare war unless you have a cause for it. And, you know, there's different types of fiefdoms and and tribal lands and then empires. And then there's rules. This game is dense. And it has a system where you can highlight something. It's really well documented. If you highlight something, there's a tooltip. But guess what? Inside that tooltip is a hyperlink text to a nested tooltip, a second tooltip. And in that second tooltip, there are other hyperlinks to a third tooltip. I got so deep into tooltips, I was back in a circle to a tooltip that I originally (laughs) did 15 (laughs) levels ago. This game is insane. So I'm like doing the tutorial, but all I'm doing is like, what does du jour mean? Okay, what does it mean? when you have a small hook on someone. So a small hook means you know that they're cheating on their, their, their king and you're keeping it a secret, but you can call in a favor. And then there's an actual hook where you can be like, I know you killed some, you had your brother killed. And because of that, when it's time to declare war, you're going to declare with me. So I haven't really gotten to the game yet. I'm just understanding how this whole game of Thrones works. And I had a good time. I was like, because it's not like rocket science. It's not Dyson Sphere program where you're like, how does the energy sun generator work and how many products do you... It's all kind of stuff that you're like, okay, intuitively I know it. I just have to understand how it works in this game. The impression I'm getting is that this isn't a game like Civ, you have to win, right? There's right. victory points. Victory, uh, so this game, you don't have to win. This isn't about winning at all. This is about enjoying the journey now, I think you can define winning as maybe making the whole world your empire. Why not? I haven't played it yet, but generally speaking, you have a family. And the only way you lose is if you have no heirs or heirs or nobody left in the family. <laughs> if the whole family dies out, you're done. Yeah. So, so no you know, make sure you get married. Make sure you have kids because as soon as your character dies, you take over the next ruler in line essentially right, right so and that so the way it was sort of described is just enjoy the journey of the power you get or maybe the power you lose the game of thrones right like not everyone makes it to be king or whatever so so that's how it was set up and i see the mechanics there's intrigue there's um you have to deal with your family members you have to you have different traits and those traits, you know, like in Sims, where if you're like you're a vivacious guy, you'll like other vivacious monarchs. Well, in this one, if you're authoritarian, other authoritarian rulers will work with you more kindly. Like you, you have a bunch of relationship points, and apparently, because there's like hundreds of territories, and these all have families and giant family tree lineages, and every in the simulation, every person has a relationship relational. Um, number in the simulation that gets modified based on actions and and all this stuff as you go through the game. So in the tutorial, I have a vassal. So a vassal is someone that um, is ruler of a territory, but answers to me, but I don't have to manage it, Mm. but I still have to get along with him. And if I don't appoint him to my council, my small council, just like Game of Thrones, you got your small, but don't have to appoint him to my council. He might get insulted by that. And, but also if I don't like him, maybe I can talk to one of his siblings or his children and, you know, convince them to kill him or something like that. Like 
so it's this whole simulation of monarchs and and emperors and controlling territory. Battle's fairly simple. It's not you're not going you, if you want a good war strategy or good war simulation. This isn't the place. It's like you collect levies, which is your peasants that you give weapons to, and then you can actually train knights in this. And you know you may declare war. But there are other ways to take power, which is to marry off your children and then inherit their land. I mean, I have, I've, I've, like I said, I literally read four hours of tooltips and did the <laughs> tutorial. So I have about as much sense of any game as just when you're in the starting gate. And I still feel like there's so many systems. There's like talent trees um, that you can. What's really interesting is they made it super flexible. So you can have, like, even though it's medieval times, you can have a totally, like, homosexual um, uh, religion, for example. That's, sure. like, anachronistic because that didn't happen. You'd be like, we believe in God. We believe in homosexual relationships. And we're matrilineal, which means power passes through the woman. Like This game's very flexible in, it's not, doesn't need to be historically accurate. It starts historically accurate and then you can do whatever you want with the system. So that's really interesting too. Mm. Um, and I think you can be uh, Hitler in this game or you can be Gandhi. Uh, you can do whatever you want. It's a sort of sandbox simulation of monarchies. So I am excited to play, but I didn't, <laughs> I haven't really <laughs> started yet. Yeah. I did the didn't tutorial and it was cool. Um, the only thing that it's missing so far as I can tell is that, you know, because I was watching Game of Thrones, I kind of want to hear some wicked ass dialogue and text and stuff, right? Yeah, you know, I want to hear course. winter is coming, <clears throat> you know, although the houses do all have words. Um, so that but is none of this, there. None you know of this what I mean? Is, like, there's no, no fantasy here, right? No fantasy, no dragons, no spells, no, no fantasy. No. It's all medieval stuff. So yeah, it'd be fun if there's some fantasy elements to it. And there's, um, I don't, there's just no dramatization, right? There's no like actual scripting and, and like dialogue and stuff like that. You know, it's a, sure. It's a board game, right? But, uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, it's uh I need to play it. I, it's on game pass. There's no reason for me not to just try to, I, it's my focus and my attention level. I think it's yeah. like reading rules in a really complicated uh, tabletop game. I hate those. Forget yeah. It. It's, hate it. it's, it's like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's rules heavy, but once you get it, there's a lot of fun to be had. But yes, the, this is a learning this is a learning curve game. There's a gate, gotcha, at the front. So, all right, um, I may stream it. Maybe you know, a clip out a highlight or two that looks like fun, and that might just make for some good stories. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, I would watch that stream because I I want to know. I want to watch someone I like play a game like this because I need to be. It needs to be their cadence, not some dude on youtube i think the the goal of this game isn't to you know build the best factory in factorio or satisfactory like because you get those guys right like how to be you know how to optimize how to you know how to engineer and it's not like civ where it's like you got to try to win this game is not about winning it's not about optimizing it's literally about you know i tried to have sex with my sister and she turned me down so i got in a jealous fit i killed killed her lover lover and then i married her off to some asshole across the world you just like <laughs> like it's just it's meant to be like that's funny or whatever like it's just meant to be like just fun in yeah, medieval fun context fun you know stuff. like yeah like maybe you want to be a cruel emperor i crushed all my enemies someone i was really nice to a guy and then he he pat me to pass it you know someone in my court and i decided I didn't like like what kind of ruler do you want to be? And I think you also do like breeding. So like 
if one ruler, like one hair has like, you know, good genes, there's traits and you can uh-huh. breed them with someone else and you can make the monarch you want through inbreeding, selective breeding of rulers. Like that whole world of a hundred, few hundred years ago is what this is a game of. Interesting. And so I, th- I think it's about having, f- so even though it's like, I'm worried about all the rules, this one is more like, just have fun. Like there's a funny story that's coming out of the experience. Just have some fun with it. It's not really about winning or anything. Like there's that. a reason that game is listed in PC gamers, 100 best video games to play. Like right now, I can like give it a two 10 or three. Yeah. They gave, yeah. It a CK3, they gave it a 10, uh. um, which is rare for IGN even. And I watched the, that's what helped convince me. I was like, they gave it a 10. Like there's, 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 I, I think it really is because this game's designed to be fun, where most games that look like this are designed to be study. Yeah. And and optimization path. So I think you're right. Now play, you, you, I, I definitely want to play. I'll report back on it. I'm you, excited. You've given me hope in for in penetrating this video game. Mm-hmm. Uh let's get to emails and texts. What? What did I what? just say? Weird. Okay, first this. That's a good question. Now I'll explain myself. Uh, we get emails already. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Keep those coming. If that's your preferred method of communication, no problem. We'll do it. If you would like to, just like you're on the bus and you're like, oh, I got a quick question for those guys. I just want to text them. You can do it. Just put this uh, number in your phone. Costs you nothing. It's just a number I own. 801-471-0462. That's 801-471-0462. If you send a text to that number, if you want your name read, you have to tell me who you are because I don't get any of that information. Um, and by the way, there's none of this information is like usable or I, I don't save it. It's just a text. Uh, so if you want to text me at that number, 801-471-0462, when you got a thought during the week or whatever, I'll be checking those before shows and reading them here. Let's start with the email from Mace Grimm. Sounds like a character on Game of Thrones. Anyway. His real name is Mason. It says, hey, Core Hounds, the conversation around Overwatch 2 is me reminiscing about the good old days of gaming where we didn't feel the need for metagame rewards and played strictly thanks to gameplay. Most of the conversations around Overwatch 2 are, yeah, the gameplay is great, but I don't like the battle pass, so I probably won't play, which seems odd to me, says Grim, uh, Mace Grimm. He says, I'll agree that the preeminent battle, game, uh, battle pass game, Fortnite, has a much better cadre of skins and value within their battle pass. Uh, but I've been enjoying Overwatch 2 even without getting the battle pass. I don't intend to be competitive or anything. It's just a great way to blow blow off some steam. It's probably not right or wrong to have a good or bad battle pass uh, opinion in your mind when you're choosing your game for the evening, but it has me thinking about the changing landscapes for what we want out of our games. What do you all think about this general idea? P.S. Core helped me get a good college education. Four-year education is how long it took him, as long as we've been doing the show. That's weird. Wow. Um, just, that's just, crazy. So I just wanted about. to say thanks and highlight the longevity of your amazing show. Uh, all my best, Mace. Well, th- that's awesome, by the way. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. You Glad did we were there for you. Four years than I did, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's just cool to know the show. I, I always love hearing when the show accompanies people in their huge life thing. So always let us know about that. To address the issue or, the, or the, your comments... Um, I felt a little bit of that as well this week, having enjoying the gameplay so much that for the first time in a while, I'm not thinking about monetization or opening the next thing. Um, with loot boxes, it was like, oh, I got to open it now. Oh, shoot, a new match is starting. I can't even open my own loot box. Like There was always this feeling of like, oh, I missed something. 
This game doesn't feel quite like that. The game is more like, all right, good match. Let's go again. Oh, we lost. It's okay. Let's dust ourselves off and play some more. Like, I feel like Quake and the original TF2 mod days or, you know, that era of gaming, there was no progression. There was none of these things. I'm not saying those aren't great. They are. I'm just saying I've been playing that game for the purity of playing it. And that... I must not be alone because it sounds like that's what you're describing. Everybody's going to come to it differently, though, so I can't prescribe this to anybody. But the fun factor in Overwatch right now, the fun factor John's finding in Fortnite, um, I do think we all want that first. All this other stuff sometimes gets in the gets in the way of the conversation, but really, we just you know, if there's no fun, then what are we doing? And I think that that's a good metric with which to judge bad monetization and bad battle passes. Right. Is the battle pass getting in the way of that experience? Like if you want to talk about the most egregious mobile things, the stuff I genuinely hate that I think is a a true detriment to gaming. It's the stuff where it's like, Oh, are you enjoying the game? Well, give us more money and we'll let you play more. Like, you know, because at the end of the day, it really should just be about, like, I want to play the game. I want to have fun. And all this other stuff is just extra right. and nice. Right. And if your game allows that to happen, it kind of doesn't matter what the monetization model is. If if you yeah. just want to sit down and play a fun game with friends and the game allows you to do that, then the other stuff doesn't matter that much. Yeah, because it's not but, really in your way if you're like, hey, we should have a big five person overwatch team get together tonight. You can do that with so little barrier. There's just no reason not right. to, if you have a computer, but if a barrier exists, if that is there, if there is something that goes, well, Scott, how much battle energy did you use? Right, if you're right. drained on battle energy, you can't play another match of, uh, of overwatch too. Right. Well, okay. Now we have discovered a problem, yeah, you know, or if you're just playing it because like, well, I got the battle pass. I got to play it. Like then you've discovered the other side of the problem, right? <laughs> yeah. That it wasn't good as good as the money you spent on it. Now you're only playing it because it's a job or because right. you paid for a thing. I agree. Uh, well, anyway, I've, I've, I, I have found the last week or so to be refreshing in that regard in my time in there. Um, And I hope that's what he's having. Sounds like it is. All right. Now we get to these texts and they have their own little thing. I don't know why I did all this this week. I blame the pills. Here you go. There you go. It's like a text. You hear that? I like it. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Uh, First one from Sirenex. It says, last week, John mentioned the Fortnite battle pass. And I wanted to bring up one detail I think was missing that I personally think makes Fortnite have one of the best battle pass models out there. You can earn more and uh, earn more than enough currency in the premium battle pass to buy another premium battle pass. That means with a little discipline and playtime, you you only need to pay out of pocket for the first pass you get. Love the show, guys. If you need a good decoy in Overwatch, I'm really good at taking bullets to the face. Says Serenex, probably <laughs> probably a yeah, that's, a tank. That's, that's a good point. That's, and that's what we told the kids because they were getting excited about it. We wanted them to be excited, and there was a lot of like, oh, I wish I could have that skin, but we want to find a way to help teach them moderation and being responsible and saving, even if it's a digital currency. So what, uh, what we told them is we are going to buy you your first battle pass. You can get enough currency to buy the next one when it comes out. If you save, we are not going to buy you the second battle pass. That's what we told them. We said, you can do whatever you want with those V bucks that you earn. But just so you know, the second one is not going to be purchased for you. So 
you are going to have to figure that out if you get there. And so far, it has encouraged them to both seek out getting that as a reward so they'll be able to do that and also hold on to it, which is, you know, a good skill. It is. I agree. The only way that backfires on you is if they... (laughs) <laughs> they know they got to play so much to get the thing to co- to play up to pay over. It's a little like uh, golden wow or the gold ticket thing. Yeah. So it's a little like that. Like on the one hand, like w- at one point, will, will you have to ask the question, do I want them spending all their waking moments in the game, but they're earning the next battle pass or would I rather them doing something that earned them $10 they could buy and be battle pass with? So that's the sure. tricky bit. Yeah. I, and, uh, and that's a good point. And I think like, if they showed saving and they didn't play enough to earn it. Um, but I will say it's not actually that hard to get through the battle pass. Um, but, you know, they're also kids. So I, I went in with a meta gaming mindset. I was like, all right, what are the quests? What's the quickest and easiest way? They're just playing to have fun. They're not doing the garbage I'm doing. Yeah. Um, you know, if they are showing the skill of restraint and doing good, I would buy them a battle pass a second time if they didn't quite make it. Yeah. That's the other thing parents do. We lay down rules and then we get, then we get a little soft toward the end, not in a bad way, but like in a sort of, you want to reward them. Right. Cause they tried really hard. You showed the initiative and you showed the effort and you know, you, you did a good job. Like, We'll reward that. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome so, to dads and but gaming. Yes, they don't. They don't need to be on Fortnite all the time. That's One right. of them, I think, will hit it no matter what. He's on Fortnite. Let's do a dads and gaming seminar and charge fifty bucks per ticket. Oh, right. please, let's. let's I need money. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to I buy the next battle pass. I didn't have the restraint they did. I, I, lo- I love that idea. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get some money. All right, couple of very fast ones here. We got one from Shanna Fan who says, "Scott, you talk about great games to play on the Steam Deck. My question is, what plays like shit on the Steam Deck? So a game that says it plays well on there, like in their certification that plays absolute garbage on there, it just needs to be optimized." is deus ex i mentioned it earlier uh the newer game uh human di- human or mankind divided is that it whatever it is um the newer deus ex game runs like crap and i don't know why there's no good reason other than they haven't updated it in years so why would they just it's probably some small thing they could do but they're not going to do it uh that's my only complaint of any games that run really poopy there are some that just plain won't run but most games even if they have some they'll warn you about one or two items they'll run fine maybe the text is a little small and they haven't scaled or give you a scale ui option or something but for the most part everything you throw out it's pretty good but hey deus ex hey hey whoever owns all that stuff that's square sold could you fix that let me know final text came in from albert uh aka mayor mccheese oh my gosh you guys (laughs) it's mayor mccheese Mayor McCheese. We finally know his real name. Yeah. Albert, does, Albert McCheese. Does Grimace still live in your basement? Anyway, here's what he says. He's in Maryland. Uh, why no Silent Hill 1? I assume he means why didn't they do that, remake that? Um, I think two. Why? People care about two. Two is an iterative classic. One is important because it needed to exist, but it's not near the game that two was, which I didn't play all the way. I played some of it and I had to leave one because it scared me. But from what I can tell, it's the superior story. It was a PS2 showcase in a lot of ways. Like that's the game. One's important from just historical perspectives, but it's the same reason. Like, I don't know. You can't compare Super Mario one. It's a classic. It's amazing. It's incredible. Super Mario brothers. That is. But if you play three, 
you're going to play a game that is superior to it in almost every way. That's how that works. I'd rather have three remade than one, but I still have fond feelings for it. No, anyway. at this point, I think we're so far away from those old Mario games. If you're going to remake them, yeah, remake. Re- go ahead and remake. Them. Yeah, do them proper. There's GBA, GBA versions of the remakes of two, three. I forgot the the other one. There's even that Super Nintendo version, Super Mario All Star, where they upgrade uh, upgraded the sprites. Yeah, those, those are games. great. Those are great. Yeah. The, the the my favorite GBA, one of my favorite GBA games, probably top three, is actually a remake of an NES game, the original Kirby game. They redid for GBA an all new sixteen bit, you know, parallax scrolling, all that. So much better of a game. It looks amazing. Plays is just as great as the original did. It is the best Kirby game ever made. Uh, if you are inclined to uh, to uh, emulate it, I'm not going to stop you. Okay. You do you. <laughs> um, all yeah. right, that's it for those texts. If you'd like to send your text into the show, 801-471-0462, or you can send us a traditional good old-fashioned email, talktothecore at gmail.com. That was um, fun. Yeah, it was great. We should probably... Oh, thank you, honey. Where'd you go? Sorry, burrito delivery. This what sounds great. I'm going to devour sure. these in a minute when I'm done. That does sound great. Oh, I want a burrito. You're the best. All right, yeah, thank you. I want a burrito, pay you too. Back somehow. <laughs> I am sad. Can you send burritos to John and Bo? Absolutely. Okay, it's on their way. They're on. It's on, that's not happening. I'll pay for the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> you get what is the burrito situation in Canada? Anything good up there? Oh uh, like, yeah, I got some burrito. There's um, a burrito gringo that I can get, and it's good. A burrito from. <laughs> it's I don't. Good. What does that mean? Well, no, they're in Canada. <laughs> well, You're far away from Mexico. I don't know. You know. So I'm not sure. Like, definitely your poutines you probably get down there probably aren't right. So I'm imagining the burritos I'm getting up here are not quite. You guys are more closer to burrito territory, I think. So <laughs> burrito territory. As far as I can tell, they're tasty. But am I getting? You know, there's that in Breaking Bad, um, in the first season where. Chuko's making a burrito for oh, yeah for, uh, for yeah, and, like, yeah. and I'm like that looks delicious. It looks nothing like the burritos I have. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You know what? I take a Tuco burrito. I don't want anything else to do with his life, but I'll take a burrito. It looks like he makes a mean burrito. Yeah. I'm like, so when I order them, I'm like, well, these job. these yeah. burritos don't look that amazing. Also, yours are homemade. They're probably better because it's with ingredients that you know you're wife is making it's like good yeah know? do you think hector salamanca ever pooped? I, i'm gonna start I, I had a plan to start making my own homemade shawarmas myself because i eat them enough Ooh. but i'm like they don't i like more vegetables in mine they always pack it place the order to pack it full of meat like yeah. i like meat but like it's like a brick of meat sometimes and i'm like yeah i want more vegetables and there's vegetables they never put in that i want in mine so i'm like i'm gonna start gets pita it's just Vegetables rolled up in a pita. Like, I can do it. So, I'm going to stick. Shawarma rules, man. It's not just a great stinger for a Marvel movie. It's fantastic food. No, no. It's it's delicious. Yep. Uh, I, I could eat it. that every day. We have day. lots of shawarma places uh, in, true, in Ottawa. It's kind of crazy. True that. Uh, all right. We're going to move on to... Oh, hey. Thanks for everybody for supporting us on Core. We got some new patrons to mention. I'm going to... Oh, gonna, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to mention these guys because they're great. <laughs> Sorry. A couple of these I... <laughs> I may have mentioned already. If I have, I apologize. But uh, we got Luis Loyo. We got Joaquin Wilkman, Bryce McDonald, and Adrian. Yeah. Adrian! Yeah. Yep. Finally, Adrian. finally, Rocky's uh, estranged wife has uh, bellied up to the bar and become a patron here. 
on Core. If you'd like to be a patron as well, go to patreon.com slash core show. You'll never get a commercial ever again of any kind. No ads. Uh, you get free pre-show and end show content tacked on every single week and their monthly benefits you can't get anywhere else. So please check it out at patreon.com slash core show. Our wallets, banks, and debts. Thank you. Uh, I think that's going to do it. We should probably have the... Uh, I got, we got to work on a VR chat party. I'm still committed to this. I'd want, I'm ready. Let's do it. Patreon I got a party and VR chat. You know what? I could do... I still think we should... If anyone who doesn't have the headset... Fine, do the 2D one. It's they free. Can, Just do, do it. the 2D one. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. But if you have a headset, we could have a lot of fun in there. I agree with you. Just, we could do an hour, you know, play some music, make an event out of it. Let's do a big core thing. No humping yeah. or whatever they call it in there. What's it called? No humping. It's not just humping. Yeah. It's a uh, ERP. ERP. Erotic role play. There you go. Yeah. None of that. Only with consent and not in public places. Yeah. It'll be booted. And, only, and then all of you at once do it to John. All at once. Oh, boy. Can you imagine? 15, 20 well, anime I mean, It would just avatars. be a bunch of people that'd be like, I slowly start unbuttoning my top. And there's like a bunch of messages all at once. And I'd just be like, cool. Yeah, but in, <laughs> in, cool. In, v, in VR, it does feel more harassing because of the 3D space. And somebody puts their face in yours and they're like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd probably Did be on a flat today? panel monitor. So it would just be like watching a bunch of weirdos stick their face yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Screen. On flat screen, it'd probably be less. I'm just saying. Sure. Um, did I tell you that I finally found my my Overwatch? Not my Overwatch, sorry. I found my ASMR. I've always said I, ASMR doesn't work on me. I hear it and I don't yeah. hear anything. Oh, Everyone else. Marvel like, snap, the Marvel Snap music? Ting- no, <laughs> but there's always like it's tingling in the back of my brain and all this. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I found it. Yeah. It's in Overwatch, and it was always there, and I just didn't know it. But it's this line, or some of these lines. Let's know this. Whoops. Shit. Okay, here we go. Okay, hold on. Not that. Here we go. No. She's not doing it. Hold on. Did you eat Ganymede's bird feed again? Here we go. He asks whether it's still called bird feed if that- a hamster eats it. That guy. Whoever's doing it's- that... Goes right to my spine. Can that I, processing I, is pretty neat. I, I wonder how they do that voice. Oh, I would like to replicate so it. Good. I don't know how. If they could, people because that's a normal it. person speaking, and it's processed in some way. Oh yeah, for echo. sure. Echo. I think there's like it's modulated for sure. There's definitely some echo. Can you play another one? Yeah, let me see here. Get a hold. That's a shame. I'll be giving these cookies I made to teammates who deserve them. Shut up, Brigitte. Translation failure. Profanity database error. You've got- I can't get enough of that. I'm not kidding. I got yeah. chills just now. Is that weird? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so you get ASMR chills from that? Yeah, yeah. That, that voice. voice. Yeah, the squeaky. Who Does cares? It trigger the- something from childhood or something like that? I don't know. I just when love it. I love a deep. Came and rocked you to sleep. I just love a deep like. I don't know. I want all my books. Yeah, is it like the that? robotic quality or the deepness of the voice, like the unnatural deepness? Probably which is like very. The EQ on that is like low ends are, are pretty, yeah, definitely pretty, low, pretty high. Uh, I, yeah. I've, I don't know, just what it, whatever it is, I love it, and I'm gonna go make a compilation of it because I'm weird. All right, uh, let's get old lady uh, uh, Jagger over there, the grandma in the corner who hasn't said anything this entire episode. Tell us what we played today so we can send folks home with the right. Yeah, sometimes people don't remember the games that got discussed on the show. They get too distracted by other things, and I don't know why, but I got a sharp mind, and I'll tell you what we talked about. If you're curious what games all three, well, 
All three of them played, yeah, sure. It was Dark Tide and Marvel Snap. If you're curious what game only two of them played, it was Overwatch 2. And uh, if, you, if you're if curious what kinds of games will get Scott to play a scary game, it was the Mortuary Assistant because it's chore core and he likes, he likes to work. <laughs> also, as you just heard before my segment, Scott's aroused by robots, so it's not a surprise he played Near Automata. A game with very <coughs> horny robots. And then he also played Vampire Survivors 1.0. John played Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Bo played Crusader Kings 3, the tutorial. He didn't actually play the game, but he's thinking about it, and he seems really excited. So uh, if you're curious what game he didn't play, it was Crusader Kings 3. Great. It was four hours, Grandma. It's a it lot, Grandma. playing, Grandma. Yeah. I don't think you actually played it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grandma. She doesn't understand. But that's okay. She's old. She's had a good life. For the rest of you, uh, send us your comments and thoughts. Everything's linked at frogpants.com slash core. And uh, you can send emails. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Text us, 801-471-0462. And you can find us all on Twitter. Bo Schwartz, John underscore Jagger. Scott Johnson, and finally, CorePod. That's going to do it for us, for me, and for these chuckleheads. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Silent Hill. 